Ron and Fez show starts right now.
get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow starts Lent. So let's enjoy ourselves today. This is the last day of Mardi Gras. This is a day to eat pancakes while you're smoking cigarettes and drinking scotch. I'm there. I'm there on all those things. While you're shooting heroin okay. into a hooker's neck as she's blowing you. Okay, let's do it. I mean, this is Fat Tuesday, right? Tomorrow's Lent. The big uh, saying for today, I understand, is fat and tight. That's what some of the people will yell out. You keep shit, you keep it fat, you keep it tight, and it's in there. It's in there, and then you fuck it. <laughs> The American scum. I'm wondering how far Fez can go today without bringing up the LeBron gay tweet story. Kobe? Is that Kobe? Oh, I was told LeBron. I don't plan on talking about it either way. We're going to keep it fat. We're going to keep it tight. We ain't going to keep it fucking skinny. It ain't going to be loose. North American. So what's the big story for you today? What's got you a buzzing? On this pre-fucking Lent day? Yeah, pre-Lent day. <laughs> uh, have you heard about this fucking whacked out compound being built in Idaho? Mm-mm. These people have their own shit. They have their own fucking entire... Compound place, fucking commune type area, where they're just trying to get away from the American government. This is cu- popping up too much, in my opinion. Why? Show me all. We're gonna say armed with the United States of America, not Compound Town, because <laughs> I, hey, last time I, I yeah. can I just say, yeah, you're really. <laughs> 
Just because you're doing something, it doesn't mean that you now have to change the country's name to Compound Town. That's what it feels like to me. They were living in one big fucking compound. And then, oh, wait, I'll go to another compound well, and I get different fucking uh, They're laws. still going to follow the rules and laws of the United States of America. This shit happens time and time again. Where The guys who run these things, because there's one guy behind it. Who's developed it. I know, but, you know, so what? Then we branch the video and the whole thing blows up. We and can stop it before that happens. It's a bad thing. Let everybody, you know, if everybody wants <coughs> to do the same thing, why get mad? What do we care? It's like, you know, some people want to live in a nudist colony. Doesn't mean that it, now it suddenly changes its name. The United Nudist of America. I got no problem if people decide to do something together. It's, it sets a bad precedent. Well, it's weird because it's like, all right, this compound, if you look at the plans for it on the IB wire, it's got three different walls. So at what point does three walls not feel safe? We need four or five. It's very odd to be burying. It's like you're burying yourself alive. So what? It's a choice. No one is being forced behind those walls, right? No, but then, you know, who knows what goes on behind all three walls there, where everybody has a gun. You don't know what kind of community it turns into. But do you care? It seems to me like there's already a lot of communities. We just call them prisons. <laughs> but what do you need to see? What do you need to do? Also, I have a bias against um, survivalists now. I I've officially have a bias against preppers and survivalists. And these are, well, they're at least the media is calling these people survivalists who are building this compound. Um, and obviously, the, survive the survivalists are the people who just hoard fucking water and food and guns. How many of them are going to be in there? Uh, 9,000. What are they going to do for a living? That I'm not sure. They're just, they're going to have their fucking militia. Is this the pictures? This is the this is the parts of the town, yeah. It's like a regular town to me. It's not going to be a regular town because it's filled with a bunch of like-minded, crazy survivalists who are just sitting around waiting for the end of the world. We're all waiting for the end, just the way that we're doing it. But that's their entire life is is just dedicated to waiting for fucking, as they put it, the shit hits the fan. So what though? What what makes you? feel like they're a danger to you or themselves. They're not doing anything wrong. When they start stockpiling weapons and ammo, then I get a little bit nervous about what happens if the government does go in there to check and see if that school is up to code that they're going to have in there. And somebody decides, uh-oh, today's the day the government's coming to take this all away from us. I think you guys worry about nothing. I think you want to keep it fat and tight today. <laughs> I feel like I am keeping it fat and tight. Because, look, isn't there something wrong with the fucking just goddamn compound town people? No. No. Hold on, let me finish. They are just fucking waiting for the end of the world. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be what fucking people are fucking Everybody for. should decide what they want to do. And if you want to spend your time with some like-minded people, what do I care? Now, do I still feel like they have to obey the laws of the United States and Idaho? Yeah. So do I. I agree. You know, they're going to have to pay their taxes and everything else. But so what other than that? we got to put a curb on this. They're not stockpiling anything illegally. 
I mean, I guess you could say that most police stations are stockpiling weapons and ammunition. <laughs> I mean, you're just, it seems like you're going out of your way to pick on people who are saying, look, we want to go off and do our own thing. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm Amish that I know what it's like to grow up on the outside. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I feel people shouldn't be living for the end of the world. That is, it's fucked up for your mind and the fucking kids that are growing up here. Jesus. Right. I would agree with that, but you can say that around most people's religions. There's plenty of religions that talk about the end of the world and put a lot more emphasis on death than they do life. So what? Maybe we should start a new religion because these, these fucking death cults are fucking are make, are downing me out. These fucking Idaho assholes. Look. Yeah. Let them do it. You stay fat and tight. I you am. Know, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Doesn't True. matter. True. I feel that. Yeah. It's Fat Tuesday. Big ups. We're doing donuts today. Oh, so many donuts. Uh, we're going to do bourbon shots. Yeah. We're going to do bumps of Coke. All right. It's getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing all the stuff we can't do during Lent. Oh, no. I thought I would just stop doing one thing. I got to stop doing, like, fucking all the fun things. Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. Big Cat, what about your brain? What's happening in... <laughs> Your brain. You staying fat and tight up in there? Oh, it's it's tight. That's for sure. Okay. Um, no dead spaces. Come right back at me. Be in a conversation. Don't do the leg thing either. Be a person. You're Fez uh, Todd Watley. Nobody can stop that. Fez Todd FT fat and tight. It's all fucking coming together. Weird. You? Yeah. Who are you? Do you think you're more Todd or Fez? That's your big decision today. Are you fat or are you tight? You could be both. I think what do you I got am for both. Us? What do you got for us today? The George W. Bush artwork is still absolutely fascinating. And now they're getting art How, critics. Why, what look. is so fascinating? It's just a couple paintings. I just don't picture him doing this. It's bizarre to me. You, we had the story up months ago that he painted but it's up in the eye bank. But looking at the paintings, mm -hmm. it's just uh, I that think a guy he, that private I don't would think, paint a picture of himself in the shower. I don't think you started that way. I think you got caught up in the hype. Because I remember when it first happened, there was somebody else that had those same exact things and you didn't say anything. <laughs> and now today, coming back, you've like got there. I mean, he's not nude. This isn't pictures of him nude. Um, but they are paintings. Now, here's the thing, the weird thing about it. When you're a president or even ex-president, they want everything you've ever done for your library. So it's not like, unless he's painting these and then setting a match to them, they're going to end up in his library. Uh, in the Kennedy libraries, there's actually doodling off of his desk. Nice. This they should put the fucking sh his back the one his back in the shower stall they should put that right in the fucking lobby. All right, let's hear what some of the critics had to say. Uh, by the way, it's up as the secret artwork of George W. Bush. It's up on the iBang. Um, 
But let's get over what some of the critics had to say. Here's the New York Times. Okay. The two paintings could be said to depict the introverted self-absorption for which Mr. Bush is known. Perhaps he's trying to cleanse himself in a more metaphorical way, seeking a kind of redemption from his less fortuitous decisions as president. It's fucking deep. It is deep. That is some shit. Uh, here's New York Magazine. More impressive than the painting's aesthetic quality is the soul-searching introspection evident in the scene. Bush, slightly hunched, is standing out of the water, staring off into the corner of the shower as if, as if contemplating past sins that could never be washed away, no matter how much soap you use or how hard you scrub. <sighs> They've got a Lady Macbeth thing going with them in there. What do you mean? Where you, she can't wash the blood off of her hands. So you really think, or they think... That the showering and bath things seems to be more of a cleansing of his soul than of his body. Yeah, that's that that's what they're trying to go for. Well, what about you? I would say I would say yes. I mean, there's two I different paintings where he's in the tub. Either what? he spends an incredible amount of time there, or he is trying to get clean of something. I like that analysis. Yeah, I don't think it would have occurred to me. Um, but I'll give you another one. What if it's just him shedding his past lives, i.e. his clothes, and being born again through water, through baptism of holy water, into a new life? Because he's looking in that mirror facing himself. That's what you got to do. Right. Times like that. Like he's but just, how come these aren't being looked at as a baptism? He's a born-again Christian. This well, is, the baptism would come, the born-again stuff would come from you wanting to repent for sin. So I think that goes back to the cleansing again. But he's already done it. Of the wars. But why, but why aren't they calling it a spiritual rebirth? Why is it somehow he can't get clean enough, no matter what he does? There's more. Okay, yeah, I want to hear more. American Prospect. The vanity of an older man who has maintained a lanky frame is there. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> he paints his naked torso, finally shadowing those 66-year-old back muscles with pride. He does. If you look, that he's very shadowed in his back where you can tell like it's a muscular back. You know what I mean? It's just not some blank back. No. Still taut from years of brush cleaning and bill signing. Fat and tight. It's fucking very fat and fucking super tight. And yet, he can't seem to look at himself in the mirror. Nor can he escape himself, it seems. The mirror's reflection is relentless, inescapable. Whatever your take, it's clear that there's a lot more than just singing going on in that shower. See, here's what I wish. I wish we would all thought what we thought of it before that they gave their analysis. Because once you start to hear anyone else's analysis, you can get sucked into it. Particularly if you don't have a lot of art in your background. Yeah, man. Even in the quiet inner sanctum of the bathroom where a man is just a man, George W. Bush cannot escape his past. Wow. Fuck. These guys are fucking delving deep into the fucking foreign president's mind. But see, here's the thing about President Bush. Even though it might be obvious to you what you think of his life, it doesn't mean that it is to him. He might not be as deep as thinking about his past, he might. The thing about Bush, they asked him to do something, and or he wasn't 
asked to come to the Republican convention and some reporter. And he said to them, hey, I was president. I already did my duty. And now this is my time. I'm like, I haven't seen. He almost made being president sound like being drafted. I don't know if he feels as heavy about some of this stuff as his detractor. So I give us another one. I'm finding this fascinating. By the way, the pictures are up on the iBang, and quite frankly, even his paintings themselves, they're certainly not bad. I'm not saying he's one of the greatest artists of all time, but certainly he can do enough to uh, that he doesn't have to be embarrassed about any display. Of this, he definitely has enough talent for that. There's shadow and deaths and shit, you know. It's... Um, well, you can tell what it is. Yeah, that's not exactly what you're looking <laughs> for in a painting. I don't want to get confused with that. But even beyond that, it's it's not horrible. All right, go ahead. This is from the New Republic. Consider the composition. The subject of the, of the painting is not actually under the water. Physically, he stands back, reticent, his body still dry. In the shaving mirror, he watches from above as if surveying the scene from an aircraft. A vaguely confused look on his face. I don't even know what he's given us from that. I, I guess because he isn't underneath the shower itself. I think he's not under the shower because it would have been harder to draw. Or paint, rather. Hmm. Alright, give us the next one. Next, National Journal. But it's the paintings that have caught the imagination of the public and of the critics, some of whom profess to like the former president's work even as they patronize it. It's because we, it's because a sensitive Bush, an artistic Bush, a man who paints himself nude and vulnerable, is not the Bush we thought we knew. Although, of course, he did marry a librarian who loves to read, so maybe we should have suspected an artistic temperament all along. Um, well, I think some of that I will agree with, that the fact that you look at this is it proves to you that you've judged somebody in one way uh, and you could have been wrong about it. Um, or else there's just more to it than you thought. Then again, and I hate to bring up the name Hitler, he also painted. Strange. What's strange? That both of them painted. A lot of people paint. But then, but people always called George Bush Hitler. They called Obama Hitler. They called Nixon Hitler. Everyone is Hitler. Yeah. They called Rex Reed gay Hitler. I think it's interesting if these things are supposed to be introspective for him, that the part of the reflection in the shower painting is really small. It's not like he painted it with a large bathroom mirror that he's staring into. Okay, so what would that tell you? That there's not a lot of reflection there, or maybe just peeking at it, just pe- reflecting back, just kind of okay. glimpsing at it, not really taking a full look. But the point would be, it's enough reflection for shaving. So, the fact that the only that this is a shaving mirror, right? Uh huh. Shaving away at what? The days. Dirt left to his life. The days left in his life, right? He's shaving away each day. Each hair almost is another day. And it's being washed away with what? Water. And what else do we cleanse ourselves? How other way do we cleanse ourselves? Soap. From, and there was a TV show in the what? 
70s. All right, so in the, he's also in his 70s. So here's a guy in his 70s, right? Not unlike uh, the TV show. So? Who played the gay guy in that? Billy Crystal. Crystal what? What would you think? Crystal? Clear. Clear, right? So clear would be Scientology, right? Oh, Scientology. Fuck. Who's our most famous Scientologist? Tom Cruise. Tom what? Cruise. Cruising on to cruise. Who else cruises? As in the movie Cruising. Gays. Gays cruise, all right? So, in other words, when you look at this thing, he's gazing, right? Gays. Gays, right? At his reflection. Shin. To shun. To push away. Pushing away the gays. Homosexuality. This... That's one of the things that he's dealing with right now. And it does also kind of look like a prison shower where gay rape happens. Sure. And what was the name of his baseball team that he it, owned? The Rangers. The what? Rangers. Rump. Rangers? Yeah, Rump Rangers, another gay reference. So it's all that. Give us another one of those. Give us another one of the uh, things that people had to say about Bush's paintings. These are all up on the iBang today. Uh, the, the last one that they have here is just Huffington Post saying that most of the formal art critics were generally perplexed in to by the images at all. They just had no idea what was going on. And the ones I, I we read off before were the more substantial fucking reviews. Well, I give them credit for even saying we are blown away that he's done this. I've laid it out for you well, the way I saw it. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, the way that I put it, it goes to show he wishes he was doing something else. That maybe he has a lot of repressed feelings. <clears throat> and that his father made him. Right. Went for president. I saw W. I saw Oliver Stone's W. Sure. I know what the fuck happened. He's born again. He loves the fucking sauce. Born again sounds like boned again. Yeah. You know? Born sauce. <laughs> man sauce. Man sauce. Chugging man sauce until you find God to save you. Or <laughs> like you're gagging on a dirty cock. Mm. That needs to be cleansed through water. And spit. Damn. This was a lot more introspection than I was giving him credit for. I wonder if he worked off of a photograph where someone uh, took a snapshot of him in the shower, or if that's just from memory. Memory of what? Of uh, just, of just, you know, without working off of anything. Just like, all right, here's what I think my back looks like. That's not memory. If you're saying, here's what I think it looks like from that angle that I couldn't possibly ever physically be, that wouldn't be memory. I don't know if that has a lot to do with it, but, you know, you keep bringing up the word introspection. I don't think it's that at all. I think that they're not saying about his introspection. But I think they're saying subconsciously these are the things that he's 
thinking about. I don't think, you know, to be introspective, like, you know, I've been sitting here a while, and I know I've been through some wars in my past, so I'm going to paint myself nude to show that I'm trying to cleanse myself. But I'll put a little mirror there because I want to reflectively look back. I don't think he's doing that at all. I think basically you're taking these eggheads and they're forcing this on him. He might go, I'm just painting myself in my favorite shower. I work out a lot, shower three times a day. Damn, Bush, you get fucking ripped. I don't know what that means. You also, and it, they also didn't seem to uh, analyze the, this picture where he's like in a gym area and just painting a picture of a stone shirt. I despise the fact that he's painting in his gym area. <laughs> I couldn't do both. It was just, it would annoy me. I'd rather take the stuff outside. I ain't tight. It's too sure. cluttered. It's too cluttered. Did you call him fat and tight? Yeah, it's, it's, it's neither fat nor tight is this fucking ability. But it looks like he's putting up some serious weight, though, so he's still kind of fucking... Oh, yeah. Now, Fez, I know you cringe every time he teases you with that. How come? What did I tease you? Well, because I made a mistake earlier before the show. What mistake? What happened? Uh, what? That was during the show, though, wasn't it? No. So what should have been the show? Yeah, what should have been the show. Huh? And I had talked about donuts and... Why uh, would you bring that back out, though, or else why wouldn't we just run with the whole thing? Well, you're uh, asking me about it. Oh, the truthfulness of it? Okay. Well, it takes you a little bit of a ball buster. I'm not busting any balls. I fucking... I He's giving you fucking truth bombs. He's opening his heart to you. And you are giving him... And you, you've taken his innocence and you've returned it with nothing but your own scorn. There's no scorn Come in. There. I said, I give you shelter from the storm. I say, if you bust out of fat and tight, you fucking rock that fat and tight. You know, if there's going to be a fucking reboot, let it fucking reboot. Reimagine. You know what I mean? Not repeat. It's fucking party time, man. Look, I'm having a good time. We're analyzing all those crazy fucking bush paintings that one even knew happened. Also, I think a lot of these people are just put, putting their own politics in on the fucking... Yeah, I would agree with that. That that maybe he feels a lot better about it than they do. It's like maybe he fucking... Well, he stunned them. People didn't think that he would be somebody that would paint. Why didn't they just read the iBang fucking eight months ago? We had it up there. I'm now starting to wonder if you pay attention at all. Now, here's my latest painting. Tell me... Okay. Any introspection? That's, that's a cock with the jism drizzling out of it. Hairless balls. That's interesting. I think maybe it's because maybe something happened with... A I'm putting hair. you on low. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I'm lowering the sound of your voice Why? so I don't have to put up with your effeminate whining. What whining? I'm trying to fucking analyze some modern art. Do me a favor. Sure. Analyze this. Shaved coming cock. Some manscaping going on, that's all. You. That's my two cents. Well, remember yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday, we tried to get 
Fez because he won't go on Grinder to start a a gay Yelp, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um too late. So many people have sent us this. It's up on Jezebel. Uh but it's the creepy new Yelp for boys and apps for your genitals. Oh my god. <laughs> we were a fucking day behind. Oh my god. The bizarreness of this. Oh, there's one just for fucking women to just see how much money men make and their spending habits and ambition? What the fuck? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, there's plenty of shit we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, really. It's fucking. There's a lot of shit going on. This whole atmosphere is really just blowing up. I'm talking atmosphere. Mm. Took that long, rather than just saying it. <laughs> because thanks for the fill. If this was jazz, yeah. when one of us paused, we all would. Fuck that. Alright, if we were to put out a jazz record, right? Yeah. yeah. What would you want to call it? Oh, she <laughs> won't fucking stop it. I just seemed apropos. All right, there's a. Uh, I'm gonna move on from here. Okay. Because I believe there is something up on the iBank today that personally I would say reminds me of Fez Watley, and that is TV characters that you hate to see win. And then you hate to see lose. And this happens with Fez. Fez has like two different moods. Number one, angry and paranoid and protecting the gays. Oh, and that yeah. pisses a lot of people off. Or today's other mood, quiet and wild scared eyes. Where his eyes go back and forth and he's like rubbing down underneath them, but he doesn't even answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one from today. Good honest. Brought it back. I think I prefer the angry gay defending one. I think so too. At least. But you scared him off with fat and tight. And why should that scare anyone off? It's a I'll fucking. Give, I'll give you some uh, of these people and see if you uh, agree. It's up on the iBang. We've got seven names. Feel free to add more. Number one, Hank Kingsley. Hank Kingsley, asshole when he would win. Uh, Non-caring about other people. But when he would lose, overly pathetic. And you're like, oh, that's so fucking sad. I always wanted him to get over. I did until he did get over. And when he would get over, you would see he actually hated Larry. You know what I mean? <laughs> He didn't deserve any of the fucking goodness. He would have shot fucking Larry in the back in a heartbeat. And what was the thing that he loved most? Live read. Get that he money. felt like if he was doing the live read, he had a reason for being. Um, number two, and these aren't in any kind of order, but you know what? They can be. Oh. David Brett from The Office. 
Now, I can fully remember the first time I saw Ricky Gervais do David Brent, and it was stunning to me how brilliant the character was. I'm going to go so far and say it was genius. I fell in love with that fucking man. No. Too cocky when he was winning. And too sad when he would lose. I felt so bad for him. Me too, except for when he did win, then I didn't like him very much. That's the weird thing about it. The, and I don't want to drop a TB here, too much or too sad. Uh, number three on the list kind of started it all, uh, and that was Ted Baxter back in the 70s. He was the suit for no apparent reason. He would fucking feel on top of the world. And when he uh, lost, he was actually a crier, a physical crier. That's uncomfortable. Come on, Fez used to do that. Uh, number five on the list is this got thrown in with us since we're not doing a five. We jump with it because I'm not sure about it, but it was Frank Gallagher. That's from the TV show Shameless, where I think if it was up to me, I'd rather see Frank in prison. <laughs> I don't have a... Uh, a love-hate relationship with him. I only see the abused kids. And Frank Gallagher belongs in prison. He's constantly committing crimes. Mm -hmm. And is he ever really up? Or like when he's up, he's just fucking still a scumbag. Yeah. Well, like if he's con Joan Cusack again, and he's kind of up, and he's got a place to stay one more time, you, you, the feeling is, all right, good, at least he's safe. But then you just—it's not going to last in an, even an entire episode of but, a scene. But see, my thing is, I don't like him as much as you do as a person. If you're like, "Oh, good, he's not taking care of his children, and he's con this agoraphobic, and he's uh, giving volumes to her retarded uh, grandson," no, I don't feel the goodness of that. That's my my, my thing of Frank. I really do believe. A prison stint could work for him and be better for everyone else in his life. Did the kids belong in different fucking surroundings? I never find myself cheer. Now, I cheer for the damn kids, but Frank is just like a bad fucking person. He's an alcoholic and an addict and a prick. It's almost like if Chris Stanley had a bunch of children. Oh, God. Why would you say that? Well, because you have a lot of sperm. And if each one of those ended up oh, no. reaching an egg, you'd have millions of children. Oh, that's fucking crazy sounding. Uh, this is up on the iBang under uh, TV characters that we hate to see win and we hate to see lose. Uh, Hank Kingsley, David Brent, Ted Baxter... Michael Scott, Frank Gallagher. We're going to choose between these, though. Oh, shit. The next is when Dabney Coleman played, and it was a very short show in the early 80s, Buffalo Bill. Now, figure Buffalo Bill like this. Uh, he had a small morning chat show in Buffalo. 
and he was Regis in front of the camera. But the time that it went off, he would start to really be sadistic with his crew, just fucking attacking them and being mean. And all he wanted to do was get out of Buffalo. He spent the entire <laughs> time dreaming of moving to New York City. And he was an awful person, yet you hated for him to get busted. And you wanted him to get out of Buffalo, like you would want for any human being. Uh, the last one, we went way old school, Archie Bunker. Uh, racist. Drunk? Um... He, he liked the fucking... He, dr he drank, but I don't think that he was an alcoholic. Uh, up there, we have one where he was anti-gay, uh, where he said that England was a fag country. Um, so anti-gay, anti-religious, you know, Jewish. I mean, I don't think there was any kind of prejudice that he didn't have. The really fun thing is... If he was around today, Archie would be watching Fox News and would know that he's not alone. He'd be in a tea party? Oh, absolutely tea yeah. party. 100%. Can't Build a fence! Right. All right, so let's go over this. These are all up on the iBank if you want to get in on it. But you can only pick one. Hank Kingsley, David Brent, Ted Baxter... Oh, we forgot this one from The Office, Michael Scott. All right. Really a different character than David Brent. And um, kind of needier for actual friendship, I think. I think the difference between him and David Brent is I think he really did like the people that were around him. He really would want to be best friends with Pam and Jim. Well, with all the, all the like more episodes that were on the American version, like they just built this different character that was like really sad and fucking just wanted friends. It's just so de kind of depressing. Yeah, the it was very depressing. About Michael Scott. Yeah. But I always thought that David Brent was a really depressing character. I mean, I always felt bad for uh, Michael, uh, David Brett. All right, Hank Kingsley, David Brett, Ted Baxter, Michael Scott, Frank Gallagher, Buffalo Bill, Archie Bunker. Who's your favorite character, Fizz? Mine is Ted Baxter. <sighs> Ted Baxter, where you really thought that he knew that he was a fraud deep down. I think that where, where some of these, maybe they don't even know that they're sad. I think he knew that he was sad and was, and at any moment, Lou Grant could have killed him. You mean physically killed him? Yeah. Well, it was as part of it that I didn't see coming. Up to that point, I thought you were interesting, where he knew that he was a fraud. Don't we all kind of think that we're frauds, though? I mean, doesn't every one of these characters... You think, no, that he's a fraud, and that's where a big part of the insecurity came from? Fear. Yeah, I, I it think... is about fear. Because if you let on that you're hurting or weak, the world will turn on you, even, and I'll make this point, women. If a woman thinks that you're feeling sorry for yourself, or you're being weak, you'll lose that woman. It's a bad look. Do you ever let on... With your chick, when you're feeling down about stuff, X? Well, I feel down about anything. I'm fucking rocking it every day. I like your attitude. I'm feeling good. What's there to worry about? 
What? Me worry? Right? Bad Magazine. Oh, that's great. Right? Thank that's you. That's a great fucking comeback. <laughs> you use something from Mad Magazine. And then we're going to fucking fold a piece of paper together, and they'll make a new picture. Um, uh, Which one of these guys you like best? Michael Scott. Michael Scott's my guy. Over David Brent. Over David Brent. Wow. <sighs> and because, you went seasons hating the American office. Because I still hate fucking Michael Scott, and I felt really good in that Christmas episode when David Brent finally got a woman that fucking actually... Oh, the special? Was, yeah, the, the, the final, final episode or whatever. Yeah, but everybody series. thought she was a pig or whatever. Well, some of those guys were just dicks. But I, I felt genuinely good for fucking uh, David Brent. I don't think he fucked it up. He was, and he defended her when they called her a pig or whatever. He like, like did the right thing, sort of, or as as right as he could get. Right as rain. There you go. This one's not even close for me, and I would say Hank Kingsley may be the greatest character ever invented. <laughs> Certainly, it's such a brilliant show, and Hank Kingsley destroys me. Hey now, he's pretty awesome. The and talk about a guy who knows that he's a fraud. He's he a knows that he's a fraud. <laughs> but you know what? the The reality of it is, the, I wonder if most people think that they're frauds. And you got to go back to what Hicks was just doing: is believe the lie. You know what I mean? Just believe your fucking lie. I think a lot of people don't think they're frauds, but that's because they brainwash themselves into thinking that. Hmm. And they think that they're fucking, they got it. And then I think a lot of people aren't very self-aware also. Fez, do you think you're a fraud? Oh, yeah. I mean, I because th I think most people try to fraud themselves by thinking they're a good person and that their stuff is justified. I didn't ask about that at all. I but, asked if you thought you were. Yeah, because I don't think I'm a good person. Oh. Well, then that means that you're not a fraud. What's the part that you thought that you were a fraud? You know what oh. fraud means, right? Right, yeah. I fucked that up. That's okay. We're keeping it uh, fat and tight today. F and T, baby. F and T. It's like suit and tie. Suit and tie, fat and tight. <laughs> suit and tie, fat and tight. Jay-Z, what up? <laughs> I feel like I'm going Let's, crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you are. You're going crazy today. We have some special guests coming in later on today, uh, including... Um, it seems like Johnny's bringing in some very special guitar. Yeah, it's some real cool shit. It is a guitar once played by the rock group Peter and Gordon. Uh, it's worth over forty dollars. Seems like a steal. Please lock me away. Well, apparently it was kind of cheap when those guys got it. All right. You know, it wasn't even such a big deal then. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, bring it up. Please lock me away. <laughs> That's the guitar he'll be bringing in then. Oh, yes. Here inside, where I hide with my loneliness. I don't care what they say, I won't stay in a world without love. No one said you had to stay in a world without love. Stop making shit up. 
I turned this off. It's driving me nuts. Oh, man. Well, at least we'll get the guitar here later. I think I'm a fraud because I know I'm not a nice person, and that's why I don't act like one. Um, Does it count if you've been put in prison for fraud? Does that count? I don't think it does. Because <laughs> as long as you're not a fraud to yourself. Yeah. You're just trying to make that money. You got to get paid. Yeah. Feels good. Please lock me away. And bone me in the arse. They say arse over there. It's weird. They say arse. Cunt isn't a bad word. No, cunt's a good word. Everything's a cunt. Everyone's cunty. What do they call a cigarette? We all know that. I didn't know. That's why I asked. A gay guy. Unless you're calling me a fraud. Gay Gay slag is a poofter. That's what they call gays over there. Poofters. And what is a collection of sticks? Sorry. Can't even understand him. Because he's laughing too hard. He's too excited to answer it. He's asked me a question. I'm fucking laying down an answer. It's all do it. He's right. I'm sorry. I didn't know what I was talking about a moment ago. You know what they call meatballs over there? Swedish meatballs? (laughs) No, what's that? They call call them faggots. It's on on the box. See, you weren't even asked that, but you were just willing to volunteer it. So apparently there isn't anything in England that isn't called that. I'm an Anglophile. What's the fucking there problem? There it is right there, though. Oh, wait. No, it's more <laughs> no, That just says Swedish meatballs. Wait, hold whoa. Mom, get me some Swedish meatballs. Now, love, I'm not bringing those faggots back to you. Here we go. Look. Poor faggots. For, in in a rich West Country sauce. Mmm. And it's fucking Mr. Brains. Who would buy a... F- who, who? Mr. Yeah. Brains, you've got a lot of faggots. <laughs> How come they never use it in, like, a movie or anything? Fez is right. It's like you go out of your way to find these things, and how do we know it's not Photoshop? This isn't Photoshop. This is definitely real. Ah, Have you ever eaten any? No. Look, here's another box. I won't. Who would be fucking making all these Photoshops? Tra- six traditional pork... Pork faggots don't mortify (laughs) dude. Roast onion gravy. It sounds good. What I love about you, Fez, you're taking the word back. It's hard to take it back from England. We should go over there and fuck with them. They want to fuck with us? They're fucking with Fez, making all these other F-word products. Cigarettes, bundles of things, fucking meatballs. Hmm. They're weird. And I got news for you. I don't even understand them anymore. I'm surprised Hitler didn't even fucking wipe them out. Thank God for that radar shit they invented. All right, somebody uh, wrote me something very crazy. Oh it's shit! Kind of. A, they said it's a mind fuck, or they got from something called mind fuck. Um. But I want to bring it to you when you get back. Because right. I'd never heard this before. I'm ready to get my mind fucking raped. Yeah, get ready to have your mind fucked. Don't use a condom either. I want like, it raw. One of the other mind fucks is, yeah. they said, the brain is the only thing that in the universe that has ever named itself. What? Yeah. That's weird. Mm, it's mind fuck more than weird. But... Teach its own. You just fucking impregnated my brain. 
That's what I'm, I'm trying to do, dude. I'm gonna have fucking small brains are going to pop out of my mouth. That's right. Because <laughs> that's like the fucking pussy to the brain. That's why we're on top. Uh, we break. We'll come back with another man. Fuck. It's the Run and Fez show. The Run and Fez show. The clock is ticking towards Valentine's Day. You've got to get not only a gift, people, but you've got to get a great gift. You've got to get a gift that impresses because if you mess this up for Valentine's Day, you are screwed for the next year. That's why you want to go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and send fresh, delicious, naturally tasting, juicy chocolate-covered strawberries from Sherry's Berries. So you can get this great deal. Today's the last day you can get it. Just $19.99 for a batch of these delicious chocolate-covered strawberries. And for $10 more, you get to double the order. Now, you can't have anything more simpler than this to make sure your Valentine's Day is covered. Go to the website, berries.com, click on the microphone icon in the upper right-hand corner, and make sure you type in the special code FEZ. That's how you get these great berries for just $19.99 plus $10 more, double the berries. Type in the code FEZ at berries.com or call 866-FRUIT-02. That's 866-FRUIT-02 for berries.com. There's nothing more annoying, frustrating, or painful than shaving with dull old razor blades. That's why you want to get hooked up with DollarShaveClub.com. Dollar Shave Club, you're always going to have razor blades. You're going to get signed up, and for a couple bucks a month, you're going to get razor blades sent right to your home. No more having to go out and buy the razor blades yourself and getting overcharged for them. Some people are paying up to $20 a month for their razor blades. A couple of bucks at Dollar Shave Club and you're covered when you, and you have great razor blades coming each and every month you're never going to run out again their video for Dollar Shave Club you can see it on dollarshaveclub.com we have it on the IB wire this thing went completely viral you can see what they're all about check out the video at dollarshaveclub.com and get yourself signed up never run out of razor blades again it's dollarshaveclub.com watch the video have a laugh at it that's DollarShaveClub.com Look out, Mama, there's a white boat coming up the river With a big red beacon and a flag and a man on the red I think you better call John Cause it don't look like they're here to deliver A man And it's less than It's the Ron and Fez show. Artist of the day, young Neil Young. I know it's Matt Strong. You're just getting heavily into the Neil Young, huh? Yeah, I am. He's your favorite? Subconsciously, I, I guess I was. Because I'm um, listening, reading, trying to do. You're like, oh man, this is fucking heavy. I'm loving <laughs> it, dude. Just loving Neil Young. Matty Ice, baby. He's getting, he loves that Canadian rock. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Well, Matty, 
You have to remember, Neil is an American now. I think one of the finest, even though I know the Southern man don't need him around anyhow. He'll always be Canadian to me. Sure. Well, me too. We're all Canadian, really. I mean, if we trace back to where our people came from. We're just sharing a continent with fucking Canada. Right. It's their world. We're just sharing a continent. It's like Central America's Canadian and the Dominican Republic's Canadian. There's something sad about this song. Go ahead. Groove to it, Maddie. Don't fucking let us get in the way. <laughs> just get that fucking head bop thing going. Feel it. Feel the music. All right, Maddie's going to talk to us a little bit about Joe Paterno, but this mindfuck was sent to me. I'm sure this has been around before. I'm just not familiar with it. It's about milk. And here you go. When milk is poured on cereal, is it a beverage, a broth, or a sauce? Uh, if you like, put up this mindfuck on the eye bang right now. Milk goes on the cereal. Is it a beverage, a broth, or a sauce? I'd say broth. Now, what would you put that on? Why, why broth? Because it's, I guess I would think of cereal as kind of a breakfast soup. And I never have. No, me I've, neither, but now I, I do. That's mine, fuck. Not, yeah. It, but it is, in your thing, it's our only cold breakfast soup as of right now for the first time i'm thinking of breakfast soup that's that the only thing i think of that is until we come up with bacon soup egg soup or pancake soup which why haven't we i think a nice pancake soup that had like a like a warm syrupy and buttery taste to it would be fantastic oh, that's um, amazing do me a favor fez write this down on my things to work on breakfast soups it's like a heart attack in a bowl of pancake soup. Everyone always says that, but you eat a lot of fucking pancakes and no one's had a heart attack I'm ever. Fucking judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. I mean, I mean, seriously, when you think about it, everyone acts like, oh my God, <clears throat> sausage and bacon on the same sandwich? That's a cardiac. Really, is it? Or is it just some nice meat products? It's fucking delicious, <laughs> dog. Yeah. I guess it's more like diabetes the pancake and syrup soup don't even say that Come because on. Fez has diabetes don't you realize yeah, I know. And, and heart attacks and then you also went person. and drank a really sugary drink today yeah but it's to me it's better to take the natural sugar in the Sierra Mist than all the aspartame and the horrible chemicals in the diet stuff but you act like there's only two choices <laughs> sugary or not when there is always a fucking water now th by the way you're not getting if it is a corn syrup uh no it says natural it says sugar if it's come from a corn syrup though it's not a natural sugar um all right so let's get back to this and by the way matt strong matty ice i'm proud of you for quickly coming up with broth and Im immediately saying it is a uh, breakfast soup. <laughs> Fez Watley, you've had plenty of time to think about this. Yes. And this seems to be more of your go-to place because it's stupid and it makes no sense. And you can defend yourself You can without being thought of, no, they're bringing up fat and tight again. 
And Hicks is just using that one thing to show Ron how stupid I am. Remember that time Fez said something was glyce? He was going to say glad and nice at the same time. And he said glyce. Glyce is nice. Go ahead, Fez. Milk on cereal is a sauce. I'm very surprised. I would have bet you would have said beverage. Uh, No, because I don't like to drink the milk out of the soup. Uh, I mean, out of the breakfast. Out of the soup. Super breakfast broth, soup. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking took it. You just took it back and worked against yourself. See, I think because cereal is something that you can eat by itself, and then you're pouring milk on it as if you were pouring a sauce on it as well, almost like putting ketchup on top of french fries. That's not a sauce, though. Ketchup isn't a sauce? It's a condiment. I, yeah, it's a condiment. But I, don't, I don't think it's a in sauce. In the same vein, you could have pasta and vegetables but then if you pour a broth on it it's a minestrone soup oh my god but if you poured sauce onto pasta you could have the pasta by itself look uh, let's just go back to this it's a sauce <laughs> yeah but you you can say that about anything in a soup can be eaten by itself too and if that's broth look it's a fucking beverage it's not a, it's not a <laughs> soup no one just has a tall fucking hot glass of chicken broth the fucking uh, chase the goddamn start the day with. It's a beverage. You, it's just a beverage that you also throw on top of some See, food. See, here's my thing. If there's not much cereal in there, it's definitely a beverage. It's If you only throw five or six cereals into a glass of milk, <laughs> you're dealing with a beverage then. It's like Cheerio ice cubes. Yeah, but when there's so much of it. Now, here's the thing that makes me think... Perhaps a broth. It's like, to me, a sauce has to be made of the ingredients, okay? So the sauce would need to almost like have the runoff grease and stuff like that that you're using to make it. Mm -hmm. And it also, a sauce, is something on its own. I think yeah, it, it can't be a broth, therefore not a soup, because there's no broth that you drink independently. As like you could just have a glass of broth without the fucking delicious soup bits inside of it. It's not like I'm just drinking fucking cream of whatever. Wait, both of us now, uh, both you guys are going close to the broth. Did you both or you? I'm sauce. sauce. I'm on I'm broth. I'm sauce. Yeah. I'm on the delicious. breakfast soup idea. I'm a beverage man myself. It's a beverage. It's a beverage that gets used uh, with cereal. Because I think a broth is something that's used to make something completely different. A broth is poured in to make a soup or a stew or something like that, where this is still cereal with something on top of it, milk. And that's what you would do with a sauce, put it on top of something. I don't know if I would agree with that. But, I don't know if your any of your stuff made even the slightest <laughs> bit of sense. See, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to pick it apart. Because a sauce you put on top of something, a broth you pour into something. That's what you kind of do. You with were the, right about that. And the, no. a beverage, I'm not getting. Well, a beverage, we know milk is a Drink beverage. A glass yes, it is. Of milk. That's the thing. Right. It's, it's a standalone beverage that. You have no problem with it. Exactly. It's easy. But the point is, once you pour it on the cereal, is it still a beverage? 
Yes, because you end up drinking the end. If there is enough, if there's some left over, you end up drinking it. You're taking I don't. This, you're taking this beverage. I don't know either. What the fuck? I don't like milk. I, I, so like, I fucking well, tip it. it. First of all, just because you guys don't like it, don't you know that there's restaurants that are now selling cereal milk? That's sick. Which is now letting me think that maybe it is a broth because the milk with the cereal turns it into something else. Takes the flavor of that. It and makes takes it, the right. flavor of that where a sauce brings in flavor. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. sauce. And that's what I think. Like to be a sauce, I think you have to somehow use the cereal on the milk cooking it. It's almost like a runoff of the cereal where the broth comes in totally different. Now I'm leaning more towards broth. I get your beverage idea, Hicks. Yeah. And I'm giving you, if there's not much cereal, it stays a beverage. I think as you maximize the cereal, it becomes something else. Um, I've, I've, my feeling is sauce brings flavor, and the broth takes flavor. Takes the flavor into itself. Oh, shit. And that's why I am leaning... With Matt Strong, no! Matty Ice, but I, but only after working through it. And if anything, I'm going to give a half a point to Hicks because the thing did come in a sauce. I'll take it. But I, regardless, I feel like someone just ran a train on my fucking mind. I feel like it just your mind got <laughs> fucked. Dude. Like every hole got fucking railed out. All right, it's up on the eye bang, and we can even you know, oh, they have pulled it, so you can pull. But I'd also like to see the reasoning behind it because I simply, I even though I'm gone with Matt Strong, I if I had to push in cash, I wouldn't put all my money in. I don't feel strong enough. Cover your ass. Yeah. The only thing that I know is at one point Fez said three sentences, and not one thing did I think made even the slightest bit of sense. I think the milk and cereal relationship really matches. The sauce and pasta relationship, where you have the cereal and the pasta both made out of grains, and then you're adding something to make it a little bit more, a little less dry, to lubricate it a little more, like you're a disgust. sauce or a milk. You're disgusting me because I know you've got a Protestant's idea of what fucking sauce is. This is fucked up. It's not fucked up. It feels fucked up to me. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> okay. If it was your way, Chris, they would sell milk with cereal crumbs already in it. What? That you could drink. They, that's what I'm saying. They do. See? They do that in restaurants. I brought that up to you guys, and you fucking completely <laughs> ignored me. I didn't understand what it was. It's cereal milk. That's what you buy. You buy cereal milk. It's weird. And I, don't, that, I don't like it. Yeah. That had me going closer to a broth. Look, I stand by the argument is no one drinks a glass of fucking chicken broth with their dinner. Or with like just like I I oh I'm You're right. I, I would love a fucking cold glass of beef stock. No, but things change based on how you use them. Like if I were to take soy sauce, it's soy sauce, but I were to marinate beef in it, it's a soy marinade. It it changes how you use it. He is oh, shit. He is right about that. I hate soy sauce. <laughs> why? Because you just made it with the, <laughs> using an example. That's why. You don't put soy sauce on your Chinese food? 
Yeah, I do. I put on that fucking... Thought you hate it. <laughs> what do you do? You hate it or you love it? I hate it because it fucking proved me wrong in that one instance. Yeah. But I like the way it tastes. <laughs> and by the way, your sauce to... Uh, Pasta ratio is nowhere near the milk to cereal ratio. I think you're bringing a whole hell of a lot more milk to cereal than you would uh, sauce to a pasta. Yeah. I like where you guys are going with it, but I think Matt Strong made a stronger case for himself. Uh, you've been studying uh, Joe Pond. It's up in the box. What's the name of the box that the uh, Paterno report is out? So what's in it? What are the big things in there for you? It's base. It's it's heavily biased in Paterno's favor, obviously, because his family wrote it, and it's essentially saying that um, he was. It it stretches that he was an honest guy, that he was too naive to know what was going on. I agree with that. And uh, that his character was too impressive that he would not have co have covered up for the entire thing. It's basically a 90-page a document praising Paterno and, and trying to poke little holes into the free document. Does it almost sound as crazy as the Cop Killers manifesto that Hicks ended up believing in? I believe in that manifesto, and that guy's fucking out there trying to protect people. You're nuts, dude. And also, I now I now believe Paterno is, was just a stupid old man who fucking didn't know shit about kid rape. I don't think that you're stupid, but there is a thing of people being from a different generation. You know what I mean? Like, there would be Paterno, just in the same way he might have found some fucking crack and not realized it was drugs. In the same way, he wouldn't have realized, back in my day... Uh, uh, a, a guy who liked another guy was squirrely. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have the full thing of it. So I think he could have been confused about that. There's also a thing of some people, when they get hit with any kind of ugly truce, almost start to ignore it. It's a naiveness about that, you know? Like, I'm not listening to this. But that's like forced na naivete, right? Yeah. So... It's self-inflicted. Is that a crime, though? If it, I think it's a crime if somebody's trying to tell you there's kids in trouble, and you're and you're forcing yourself not to hear it. So, for you to go, okay, my government has done bad things. And I'm just going to still wave the American flag in disregard. Do you see those people being part of being um, criminally naive? I would, yeah, I would say they were, everybody's responsible in that respect for what their government, for what they let their governments get away with. So we're not the greatest country on earth because we realize some of the people did stuff. No, I mean we've done a lot of bad things. So we're not the greatest country in the world. No, I don't. I don't see where any of them really are. I don't know who would be. Thank you for your service, is what I would like to say. Then, waste your time with that statement. All right, what else is in there, Maddie? By the way, Maddie has a great fucking shirt today. Thank you. It's a shirt. It's like a silver and gray shirt that's got like a little blue in it, but then he wears a gray V-neck underneath it, 
as a way of saying, look, I'm fucking matching. <laughs> like Brian Johnny. Very well to do. How do you today. do with the ladies? Huh? You get a lot of women for yourself? I have a girlfriend. What's her story? Let's take a look at her Facebook. I want to get a, just a good look at her. Okay. What are you guessing on her? Beauty or... Matty Ice's tops, in my book. Oh, no. I know Matty Ice's tops. I'm just going to say this. I bet he dates underneath himself. I bet he figures to himself, I am a good-looking, tall guy. Why don't I uh, kind of date somebody who's not as attractive as me, and that way I keep the up upper hand? Oh, shit. Is this your... That's you and another dude? That's really uncomfortable. That, that's not me. That's a very gay thing. It looks like you and Al Duke's hanging out. It's, oh, so you're... Neither of them are me. Girlfriend has a penis. Oh, Jesus. Is that her the before or after? Holy shit. Damn, Matt. Matt. First of all, she's cute, but how tall is she? 5'3". And you are what? 6'4". You're going to be arrested one of these days. Well, I'm just a tall guy. <laughs> that's not my fault. Yeah, but you can go out... Grab a Jane Lynch for yourself. Yeah, yeah, Jane Lynch yeah, type grab of a Jane Lynch myself. Uh, you're, Much more appropriate. You did not date under. She's far too pretty for you. And thank I'm gonna you. tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. You say thank you now. She's gonna break your heart. That's and nice. Then, and then here's the other bad thing. You're never gonna get anyone else as hot as her. And you're gonna right, let's see more pictures of her. Develop a drinking problem. Back in now? Yeah, yeah, I want to see some sure. of the close-ups. Like here she is hanging out, eating an apple, whatever you know. Partying, guys take whatever. I don't think there's many pictures on there, honestly. But doing keg stands. But I'm sure she does. Don't, I don't want to see her doing keg stands. <laughs> She's really cute, though. Oh, that's adorable. She uh, there's zombie party. T ton of pictures. She works at Sephora, so she does the makeup every day. Nice. You guys, that's that's her. what's your ethnic background? Uh, half Nicaraguan. Really? That's exotic. What's the other half? Long Jewish? Jew? Yeah. <laughs> well, Queens Jew, yeah. Oh, Queens. That's, She's that's about all of them. Hills. Dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. How old is she? 23. I think you could lose her if you don't ask her to marry you now. Do Next year, grand? Do it. I kind of need, you know... A job and money first. No, 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 Dude, no. Come on, you have love. Until you get on your feet. I, you could have fucking. You could have came through uh, fucking on Friday when, during the, when the storm. We sent him home early. You could have come out. Does that help me with the money? Did you see situation? what happened out there with the Long Island Railroad? They ended up shutting shut it down. down, and thousands of fucking commuters got stuck. And froze for Did 24 hours. Did you see hours. the LIE? Yeah. They were just cars just stopped. Like, all right, I, and I, yet, I, I'm, I'm done. For 24 hours, they said. Don't be on the LIE in the middle of the afternoon. Please, we beg of you. Mm -hmm. You will be stuck. And those people were still there. People on the island don't listen. What's your girlfriend's first name? Lauren. She's really cute. I'm going to switch. Things are going to go no. well. Girlfriends? <laughs> Boy, uh, that's gross. <laughs> that's, that's uncalled for. Do you understand that it's different between straights than it is with gays, where it doesn't matter what cock it is? <laughs> Like, oh, no. what do we care? Let's all, look. These guys cringe and put their hands over their face when they think about gay sex. What did you just hand them a 20 coin twin for? Good work. Good work with the Facebook and moving the computer. Was that like a, that wasn't really his girlfriend? <laughs> Where no. did you meet her at? When you are down in Nicaragua when the fucking Navy SEALs? No. At my friend's school. Where does he go? Harvard? No. Is it a Winklevi twin that you know? 
<laughs> is she a friend of the Winklevi? That doesn't make fucking Intr- sense. Introduce, dude. Them, introduce them to me. <laughs> he went to purchase. SUNY Purchase. Oh shit! Big ups. I was fucking expelled from SUNY Purchase <laughs> for life. A lot of great graduates come from Purchase. Oh yeah, Purchase Mafia. Well, wow. yeah, a lot of uh, great movie stars. A lot for some reason independent. Mm-hmm. It's like they come out of there and they go. No, I'm not going into the Hollywood system. It's a very artsy stay, school. Yeah, I'm going to stay very hip and on the outside. Hell yeah. Musicians. Mace. <laughs> Lil' Kim. <laughs> Mace. Regina Mace Spector. Gumball. Abel Ferrara. Abel must have been there what? During the century? I'm in the athletes, probably very though. early. I was like, probably almost when the thing first opened. <laughs> well, they don't even have a football team. No. And the basketball team is very... I fuck. I listen. They fucking half the basketball team live with me. Those guys fucking love getting that fucking high on. Yeah. There ain't much fucking basketball. There's fucking. not gonna be a lot of drug testing either. At that <laughs> they fucking love drinking Gatorade and fucking smoking weed. That was the goddamn fucking basketball team. All right, can I put the focus back on Fez? Yeah, sorry, Fezzy. What is it that you want to talk about? Um. Wait, I, mean, I interrupt Hicks when he's on a fucking roll <laughs> to have you dead end. You're just watching him like you're watching from the pine. And I'm like, well, I promised Rob I'd get fucking Fez back in the game. Um, shit. Shit, what you talk about? All right, I won't make that. Now, Hicks, this is a, well, Matty, this would be fucking good for you. There's uh, racetrack problems where some of these NASCAR racetracks have been for years. Kalamazoo, they now, as the suburban sprawl has come out to the tracks, they're come, trying to come up with noise ordinance to get rid of the racetracks. It's a loud sport. It is. I actually at one point lived near Daytona, and why it was going on, it sounded like bees were coming around. That's scary. It sounds like a great place no, to well, live in here. It's not scary because I knew it wasn't bees. <laughs> but, but what if it I know was, it was the Well, this was the interesting thing about Daytona. Uh, it was a very small little beach town. And very laid back. And everybody knows each other. It's a really fun place to live. Then suddenly, all these trailers come into town and stay in the parking lot of Daytona. And there's more people living in those trailers than live in Daytona. It's crazy. <laughs> that sounds awesome. As a party. And they do that a couple times a year. You get speed week, bike week, right. uh, spring break, and then finally, the scariest of all, black college reunion. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry, Matty Ice. Me and you are going to go down there. We're going to fucking fit in. With for what, black college? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Matty Ice, yeah. We're going to be like, hey, what's yeah. up, guys? Hey, SUNY Purchase, really a black school. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> well, you guys want to play hacky sack? Want to get high? I like playing hacky sack. I like getting high. <laughs> I like pig's feet. Me too. Let's uh, hang out. Do you, do, now, you're a sports guy. Yeah. What do you think of NASCAR? It's not my thing. It's not a sport to you, right? It's two guys. It's transportation. Instead <laughs> of a sport. I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't. I just can't get into it. I, I don't here's, know. Here's your biggest problem, and I would say this to anyone: you got to go to a race. If you go heard. to a race, it changes your perception. You're sitting there with a hundred and plus thousand people going crazy, seeing the real excitement. I mean, when you're when you see that bank 
track and you're down on it, you're like, wait, how can a car even stay on this without fucking sliding down or flipping over? It's amazing to me. To me, it looked like you're, you're driving on a wall. That sounds kind of crazy. You're kind of fucking crazy. I'm, to- dude. I'm totally insane, but I'll fucking. You, you know, can I t- tell you something? Yeah. If Fez would have been in the game, you wouldn't even be part of this conversation. Um, you don't like it, Hicks. You don't like NASCAR either. Never been a fan. I do like Days of Thunder, though. It's a pretty good movie. You know, you just called it Gaze of Thunder. <laughs> I I apologize. I don't. I didn't mean to say. All right, that. let's go to one more uh, story. I got you in the NASCAR, and you guys were not prepared. You had some other stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah. on the eye bang. Uh, all right, so SEAL Team 6. Familiar with them? Mm-hmm. Did they also go by Fat and Tight? <laughs> no, they were not codenamed Fat and Tight. They were the men who murdered, assassinated murdered. Osama bin Laden. They murdered bin Laden? <laughs> yeah, they murdered him okay. in cold blood. <laughs> I saw Zero Dark Thirty. I was on him and his family <laughs> side. They capped those women. You're fucking so, dicks. You're so awful, man. <laughs> Seriously, I know that you're joking, but if I just tuned into this show for the first time, I would hate you. I'm on Osama's side. <laughs> fucking Jessica Chastain was a real bitch, huh? What the fuck was up her ass? All right, you're a little tired right now. You're a little fucking wired down. <laughs> fucking laser. Laser tight. Mm. All right. If it wasn't for some dead air, you wouldn't even be in this. So go ahead. The the actual the actual seal who shot Bin Laden, the guy who killed him. Um, Number two, uh, the guy who did the interview with Esquire. Yes, he the, the, he did an interview with Esquire, and it was released. Turns out he's retired after 16 years in the SEALs and the armed forces, not getting a pension because he didn't make the 20. Doesn't have any uh, insurance for his family, health, or otherwise. Don't you get some kind of pension, though? You just don't get the full large pension? According to this article, what he's telling Esquire, he gets nothing. There's nothing. No yeah. pension. He'll get nothing and like it. Basically, that's what they're saying. And he can't, he doesn't want to do any like consulting jobs or like uh, security overseas or whatever, like Blackwater. Um, so now he's basically saying, I can't get work. I'm just like... Any uh, other veteran? Uh, other I'm in the same situation as a. What you're veterans. saying is you got three words for him: learn to type. Yep, because the killing game's over for you. Dude. Well, this guy should be a national hero, like Neil Armstrong. Why wouldn't he get taken care of? Well, you also want to. Well, stay- why would he be taken care of? He went in and did his job. Is everybody who does their job in the military taken care of forever? No, hardly anyone. They treat him like crap. How do you figure he's treated like crap? He had a career in the military. He certainly doesn't want his name out there. Yeah, he, yeah, that's also the thing where he wants to stay totally anonymous because and there was a twenty-five million dollar reward on Osama bin Laden, and nobody well, got it. Why can't he have some of that just to take care of him? Well, why not give it to everybody that was involved in it? That was to pay off. Non-Americans. You weren't supposed to say, look, I'm an American and I work for the military. If you give me some money, I'll tell you where Bin Laden is. (laughs) That was basically to buy terrorist stuff, not to pay somebody who was a SEAL. Um, Yeah, they even fucking, they they fucking buy them, buy like dudes Ferraris and shit. If we're being honest here, the only thing that he did different from anybody else that he was with is pull the trigger. 
Uh, he didn't find bin Laden. He didn't stop bin Laden. He didn't figure out how to do it. They all went in together. So to say that any one of them is more the hero than the other one, I do kind of disagree with. And that's why they say... And, you know, the SEAL Team 6 isn't even a real name. Even I mean, these guys don't do this to get money, and they don't do this to get fame. They do it because that's what they do. They're the Navy SEALs. Even when they met the president after they, after yeah. they killed him, they wouldn't tell him which one of them actually killed Osama. But I would have went like this. I would have just went for it. <laughs> yeah, they said, you know, the team effort, it, it was all of us, <laughs> so they kind of keep that whole team mentality in mind. Right, until this guy goes to Esquire. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Fuck. This is after the all other these guy. guys, by the way, go and talk. Uh, after all the things that we never talk, they all go and talk and put out a book. Yeah, and I think Esquire, Esquire brought it up to him, like, so, one of the other guys wrote a book. It's like, so, dude, why don't you write a book? He's like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to. I'm not real good at writing stuff down. <laughs> He also tried to get a job with a video game company, but he but, couldn't uh, because they couldn't. He couldn't tell them the secrets that them didn't know all the strategy stuff because it was banned by the government. Yeah, and they also they like there's already plenty of consultants out there. Yeah, this guy's up shit. Like they really don't even need a consultant for those video games. They don't give a shit. They love to say that though. They like yeah. this is the most accurate fucking video game of killing it? fucking terrorists ever. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, buy this. All right, then I do want a ColecoVision. That no, no, no. Great idea. PlayStation 4, that's what you want. <laughs> fucking Call of Duty five, fucking 15. Hey, is there a good NBA game besides the whole NBA jams? 2K. Uh, NBA Street was a fucking game I used to play a lot back in the day, but... What do you play? NBA 2K. 2K. Let me take a look at it. NBA 2K, 2K. Is, is the one. Produced I've by been, Jay-Z. All I've been doing is fucking NBA stuff. I don't even want college football, basketball to fucking drain me away from it. I can't wait for fucking March Madness. Yeah, because you fucking gamble and everything. Yeah. It's like See, 2K11. It looks so much worse than every... That's because that's 2K11 he's looking at right now. God damn it. So what it. 2K am I 13, looking 13, 13. All right, okay. Come on, dude. 13. Look at the fucking year that it is. <laughs> all right? Okay, all right. Here's the official trailer for NBA 2K13. Shit should be hot. I don't know why this guy left the Navy SEALs, by the way. He should have just stayed for four more years. He's a family man, he said. Oh, why didn't he take an office job? Give him an office job in Kalamazoo. He's a family man who's separated from his wife, so that's, you know. Yeah, he fucked up his life. Huh? Oh, you can play as Jordan in this shit. You gotta get it. Yeah, you gotta to unlock the, the superstar, the legends. All right, I want to play this game. This is fucking pretty cool. It's a good game. Play Jordan a throwback fucking North Carolina shit. That'd be dope. They already got the new Nets. Yeah. And uh, since Jay Z produced the game, which means he just they're had like better a... than they should be. No, Nets are no, <laughs> unstoppable. But when you play play at at Brooklyn, yeah, there's a whole like pregame montage of him in concert. The Nets coming out. And he's in the stands actually, like during the game. All right, great. So yeah. Funny. I mean, play, sound like you play a lot, huh? I did before my controller broke. Oh. Yeah. Well, why don't you just give me your game then? Because well, you don't need it. Just fucking <laughs> Because it. I actually downloaded, downloaded it on the PS3, sure so it's did. not a disc. That's it's just oh, on the geez, real fucking on system. I don't fuck around like that. I gotta have, you know, hardware. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, but sure. my friend actually bought it for me. Cause, oh, okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, his, during Sandy, his... 
basement was destroyed and he came over to to live in my house for like a week yes. and uh Thank he said i want to play nba so i don't have it so he's like i'll buy it because he really wanted to play it so yeah, now i kept a shitload of weed and fucking played nba games to three to get that half game. of that's right oh come on man come on maddie ice don't let me down <laughs> i'm sorry so i wonder if they they could say to this guy look you should have stayed to 20 your chick isn't around anyway. Why don't we give you a desk job? That kind of stuff they could have done to take care of him. But to act like somehow he's Neil Armstrong, I see that as a totally different situation. I think he could have gotten some special consideration, considering he was on one of the most dangerous missions, and all the guys should have. But, you know, to cut his benefits? Well, what makes you think it's the most dangerous mission? It's the most famous mission. Right. But those guys run missions like that all the time. And there wasn't anything more dangerous than anything. If you watch the Zero Dark Thirty, they shot an unarmed dude, basically. And chicks. And, yeah, the people that were around them. They only, they only got shot, like, once, right? Yeah, think th the actual the door. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Because it wasn't a mission to a, to a military compound, it was to a house where people right. were sleeping at night, so it's not Believe like it me, was... Believe me, the way that you think of this uh -huh. might not be the same way you're going to view it, like most things. You haven't given it a lot of thunk. But, I mean, all those guys are on dangerous missions. Yeah. So to act like one is the dude, when, quite frankly, he probably went on more dangerous missions before and after that. In the book, the guy recounts a lot of... A lot more dangerous missions than right. this one. This one, you're basically coming into somebody's crib, not giving them an opportunity to even surrender. And kill everyone. Just go in there, kill everyone, and bounce. Shit. Where's that come from? Shit. But did, when you get so uptown on me, <laughs> I actually heard you say, she it. She it, son. I don't, you know what? You've said things during this show today yeah. that I bet you don't want to own. <laughs> I bet that you would look back on that and be less than proud of. What, what, what could I be fucking not be proud of? I'm making all sorts of sense today. You took Bin Laden's side. For a second, I'm just saying. Why don't you just say to this guy, thank you for your service. If I f could find him, the guy has is totally incognito. He's not even around. I know, it is. It's Zito. Z Zito's a fucking oh, seal. pounding on that. <laughs> Zito is a seal who killed Bin Laden. Don't say it. That's you're the one who <laughs> said you're breaking the fucking code. I'm dude. really fucking surprised. Uh, you're breaking the code. I didn't know there was a code. You know what? They're, the seals get really pissed about this. There's a lot of motherfuckers who go out and say that they're Navy seals to get dumb girls to blow them. <sighs> like, uh, you know what? It's great to be here. I'm shipping out tomorrow with my Navy seals crew. <laughs> with my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Who let the dogs out, right? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Black ops. There's some black ops going on, baby. And their girls are like... <laughs> 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 thank, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You mind if I blacken my face during this? <laughs> and they're lying. They lie about being Navy SEALs all the time. That's a pretty scummy move, just to get laid. Just to get laid? It's fucking difficult to pull off, dude. Don't we always say all is fair in love and war? I guess, but you shouldn't be first name SEALs. I would just say, look, you, you're the one who came up with it's all fair in love and war. 
You're the Navy SEAL. I mean, if, the, if these girls are stupid enough to fucking think these guys are SEALs, they should just say, I don't know, they're roadies for Coldplay or something. And then they could fucking get blown even more. <laughs> oh, my God, a roadie for Coldplay? <laughs> you want to be Chris Martin, huh? Yeah. Suck my dick. I love the songs. Clocks! Ah! Ah! You... See? And no one gets hurt there. And they get blown. Yeah, you slut. You're gonna meet Chris Martin fucking just a little bit. This is your favorite fucking song, Hicks? No, I hate Coldplay. They blow. <laughs> you love Yellow. That was your no. fucking nickname when I met you <laughs> first. Wait, what the said, fuck did that happen? Call me Yellow after the Coldplay song. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like Coldplay, right? I'm your new intern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should make Punchy Joby called Yellow. <laughs> this, you, mean, you mean Frogman? This no. is eighth nickname already in, in nine days. None of them work. I liked Rape Rock, but it didn't get the full push that we wanted. I think I missed Rape Rock that day. I th yeah. I think I, I was out for that day. You take one day off, and he, he goes through four nicknames before you get back. And he gets a bunch of his music play on the air. Dude, we should try to... That was great. He's a great drummer. We should get uh, Matt Strong to go out with Dana because... <laughs> She's even shorter than his chick. Yeah, she, she's. You fuck around on your chick, right? No. Why not? Because I don't. Why, though? Afraid of getting caught, or. No. Just never had a desire to. Really? Yeah. Gay. <laughs> hmm. That's uncomfortable. You and Fez are the only ones that wouldn't jump at the opportunity. Because we got this old intern that's totally insane and was probably molested that you could probably get in real easy. That's, seriously. She's also half retarded, so it's even fucking better for you. Everything he's saying is true. I know he's building her up, but I think you would really like her. Listen, I know a very short molested retard that I think would be perfect for you. DTF dog. Oh, it's fucking awful. Uh, Hicks, anything else we need to talk about before we break? Well, we got that 42 that went up. What was the 42 on? 42 rom-coms. All right, now, this is the thing. This would be great because this is your first Valentine's Day with your check, right? Uh, no. Maddie? Perfect. So <laughs> this is the movies that you can rent for her. All right, let's okay. go up to the top of it and watch with him. All right, Crossing Delancey. One of my favorites, too. Never uh, seen that one. Yeah, your chick would love it because she's a Jew and this has got a nice Jewish angle. You know, you want. To and Peter Rieger is one of my favorite people in the world. Who else she got? L.A. Story. Man, I haven't even thought of that in a long time. I love L.A. Story. Uh, this is all up on the iBang if you like to p put in. Um, and also, since it's Fat Tuesday, there's the donut uh, stuff is up on the iBang today. Mm. Uh, what else we got for rom-coms? Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. What I did call that a rom-com. It's that's, rom at times. That's her favorite movie, actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the Long Island, right? Long Island is, is that what? Uh, yeah. It's Long Island. Yeah, 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 it is. Nassau Dog or Suffolk? I'm not sure which one it is. I'll figure it out before you go yelling out dog. <laughs> uh, I would think it's more calm than rom. 
because it's really depressing. It's really fucking depressing. But the end brings so lots of hope. Spoiler alert. So it's not much calm then, is it? Yeah, I laugh at it. It's just okay. um, not romantic because they're so mean to each other. What does IMDb have it under? I can't trust them. Genre was. Listen, yeah. I don't fucking listen to IMDb's genre. Well, let's just see, though. Okay. So, I mean, you came up with the broth, the sauce, and, <laughs> and beverage thing. Uh, remember, up on the eye bang. Uh, the best donuts in the country. Drama, romance, sci-fi. Because it's a... Thank you, it's a rom-drum. Oh, rom-drum, there you go. That works. Rom-drum five. And they also... Wait, what was the other one we have? What was the first one? Uh, the films? Yeah. Uh, Crossing the Lancy. Let me look that up. All right, that IMDb has a, has a broth. <laughs> so it's a full tie in with a lot of things are getting classified as broth now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. As they should be. Yeah. It's a movie soup. As good as it gets. Um yeah, rom com. He was so particular that Jack Nicholson in that movie. And who does he remind you of a little bit? Fez Watley. Mm. Next stop Wonderland. Rom com? Let's see what IMDB says. <laughs> Comedy, drama, romance. Rom com. I don't think I know it. Who's in this? Comdrom. I think I got it confused <laughs> with something. Hope Davis, Philip Seymour Hoffman. All right, I don't know it. Me neither. Never heard of it. An unlucky love nurse finds her taking her life taking a detour when her mother places a personal ad in the paper. While on the other side of Boston, a plumber's trying to change careers. Sounds like a rom com. <sighs> that well, sounds like a rom com because they're gonna have to find each other. But they exactly. played sister and brother in a movie before. That's why I'm fucking confused. Ninety eight. Yeah, I don't know if I saw this. All right, whoever did this list has done a bang-up job because you just found one that I don't know. Bull Durham. Oh, I love it. Raw men come. And a little sporty for you. Yeah. Because you like the sports. Yes. And you're like, look, honey, look, it's, this is great romantic comedy. <laughs> it's a rom-com. Don't worry about it. No, look, no. I know what your girlfriend is like terrified. Like, what if he wants to be on top? No, I'm not gonna do because you're too much. You're too big for her, right? Oh my god! <laughs> Easy. Answer, answer the fucking Easy. question. Easy, <laughs> Harold and Maude. Love Harold and Maude. It's a good one too. It's fucking great. A little romance. Uh, another '70s film. Fantastic. I haven't seen it. Me neither. Sean of the Dead. All right, let me just go back to a little romance. Okay. That was when she was a kid. Um, Cherry Valance, whatever Cherry Valance's real name is. Uh, Cherry Valance. Lane? Yeah, from the Outsiders. She was like 9 or 10 or 12 or something like that when this movie came out. Damn, girl. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. You yell at damn girls. <laughs> I mean, she's young. She's young. Year old. You were 9 or 10 before. I don't even remember that at all. Sean the Dead. Yeah, well, who doesn't like that? I don't know if I call it a rom com. Yeah. It's a zom com. A zom com. <laughs> there you go. It is a zom com. All right, go ahead. Crazy Stupid Love. Now who's in this again? That's uh, the Ryan uh, Gosling, Emma Stone, Steve Carell. Oh, is he retarded in that? <laughs> no. That's Drive. You think you know, <laughs> Ryan Gosling's retarded? I hated Drive. No, I was thinking the one that. <laughs> It was like Lars and Lars the Real, the real girl. girl. Oh, all right. He was definitely retarded in that. 
modern romance. He wasn't retarded, <laughs> no. he wasn't retarded drive. Look, I like drive. I hated drive. Most, most I people liked, I talk to hate it. I didn't it. hate it, but I also didn't love it. Most of the people I know love drive. People, you know, people like, are in love with that movie. Oh, my God. It was so good, and the music was good, and I'm like, the music? The no. The music was like 80s, but it now it was fucking strange, and he was somewhat autistic <laughs> in that film. Why would they let him drive? <laughs> Well, know. he was really. They weren't letting him do anything. It was illegal. He was kind of, uh, yeah, anti. You didn't see this, Fuzz? No, I didn't see it. You would love it. It's fat and tight. All right, what else you got? Modern, modern romance. There's love. It's fucking good shit. Right? Albert Brooks goes back to drive. It's all connected. Hey, we need to have like a little snack, like a little after food snack, like a black and white cookie or. We never think that way anymore. We're gonna we're gonna get on this fucking this dessert kick hardcore. We're, we have we have donuts coming. So what time? Though? Normally we start the show with donuts. We, f we figured we we switch it up a little bit. Johnny's gonna be here. He can't eat donuts. Well, we, we can you know like eat in front of on him with them. Yeah. Dummy is the next film. Dummy, you're so stupid. What's dummy about? I don't, I don't think I know this one either. Here. 2002, an ex-office worker becomes a ventriloquist, leading to a date with his unemployment counselor. Who's in this? But his quirky family and a gauche female friend may thwart his new career in love life. Adrian, Adrian Brody, Brody, Emila Jovovich. Actually, not, not a bad top two, really. I'm not the world's biggest Adrian Brody fan. Mila, we met in here one day, and Eastside Dave said to me, that's the most beautiful woman that's ever lived. I'm like... I don't know. She's cute, that's for sure. She's the fifth element. That's what really matters. Fifth element. Multipass. She was also kind of autistic, too, for some fucking perfect being. Get off being. the autistic thing, dude. Like, everything with you is like... Like, it's become your new slang word. Like, oh, man, we were so autistic last night. We got so <laughs> fucked up. Like it was off the autistic. <laughs> I just got a bunch of flu shots, so it's just it's in my brain. Groundhog Day. Next rom-com. Yeah, rom-com. Imagine me and you. Imagine me and you. I do. Mm. All right, who's in that one? Because uh, this doesn't leap out at me. 2005, Piper Perabu, Lena Hetty. Love this. This is them in a Catholic school, like in Canada? Matthew Good. I believe so, yeah. Uh, what's it about? A newlywed bride becomes infatuated with another woman. Who questions her sexual orientation, oh. promoting a stir among the bride's family and friends. Never even heard of it. P th that Parabu girl is so fucking sexy, though. Oh, yeah, she was, she was the star in Coyote Ugly. Yeah. And Looper, she was the uh, stripper. What? Yeah, she was the stripper that. Um, oh yeah, you're right. All right what else we got? I don't even know why she was in that movie. Like she was brilliant. Fever pitch. <laughs> Now, the fever pitch that they're talking about here is the English one. It's really good. Not the not like the shitty American one. Jimmy Fallon one? Yeah, the one that drove Jimmy Fallon back to TV. That and Taxi just almost fucking destroyed oh, his career. Forgot about Taxi. And he luckily grabbed that talk show. Now he's the man. Yeah. Libeled Lady? I don't know this one. Black and White. 1936. What about here? I don't know. It's before my time. 
Gene Harlow and William Powell. And Spencer, I want to say it. Spencer Tracy. Walter Connolly. Spencer Tracy works in our booking department. That's a different that's a different different Spencer. I love how in was it nineteen thirty four? Yeah. He was named an Asian character Ching in the movie. Yeah. If you saw there. Well he probably wasn't really he's Asian. Named, he's named Ching and it's and it's no problem. Yeah, Odo Yamoko Yamoka. He fucking he loves it. This was before WW two too, so you know it was <laughs> yeah, okay. Most people didn't even know had never even heard of fucking Asia. <laughs> the Far East, what the fuck is that? You're making that up. That's another <laughs> bullshit lie. That's like a unicorn. I need another drink and a cigarette. It's the 30s, people. It's the 30s. And yesterday I saw a colored man try to come in our building. <laughs> I called the cops. They beat him half to death. It's it's a broth, I tell you. You poured it on the cereal. Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Love it. The apartment. Love the apartment. It's the shit. Truly, madly, deeply. Give me a little more information on that. Some of these things I need to see. I don't know who came up with this list, but they're my new favorite list maker. Not like when Hicks does a 42. What? And it's like 42 pictures outside my story window. <laughs> I'll do that. You, you want me to bring it? <laughs> Is it fixed yet? 42, huh? You got off the box thing. That used to be your thing, but you got off it. What's this one about Crazy Madly Deeply? Once upon a time, there were two people in love. Their names were Nina and Jamie. They were even happy enough to, to be able to live happily ever after. Not often the case. And then Jamie died. Nina is left with a house full of rats and handymen, a job teaching foreigners English, and an ache that fills the night sky. That sounds depressing. Sounds yeah. sad now. Doesn't sound like rom or com. It's just drama, fantasy, and music. So where's the rom-com? Fuck this list. This starts on the X list. <laughs> what the hell? What the fuck? My shit's strong. Matt Strong. Matt's Matt Strong. Marty. Love Marty. That's a fucking great one. Glad he listened to his friends. I wish he did listen. No, he wouldn't he be stuck with that ugly broad. But he found love. She wasn't ugly. Really? She his was friends thought so. She was so. So did I. I go with the fellas. <laughs> the fellas are a bunch of fucking carousing drunks. Wait, guys, why don't you tell me that she's ugly? <laughs> a fish called Wanda. Um, love the fish called Wanda. The Goodbye Girl. Ah, oh, nice little seventies uh, film. And I don't like panties in the shower. Ooh. All right, what else you got? Moonstruck. Who doesn't like Moonstruck? Love it. The Philadelphia Story. Yeah. Rear Window. Hmm. That's what Fez calls his kind of sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> Punch Drunk Love. It's comedy? Dramedy, maybe. Yeah. Mr. P.T. Anderson. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, but just because he does is a master comedy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, yeah. You, did you struggle with that long enough? Yeah, it is. It's fucking... Yep, <laughs> just to beat my point. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? <laughs> Princess Bride. Classic. Everybody likes that fucking movie. If you know, and you've probably been convicted for rape. <laughs> uh, I like that movie, too. And I don't like those normally like those unicorn kind of movies. It wasn't unicorny at all. I mean, sure. Guys, you're rubbing your chest. You okay? Just a little pain. Try burping. 
You don't know how to burp, huh? Can never burp. Can never. Stop trying to make the fucking noise and work more on just pushing gas out. Well, that's Stop how I was trying to like get air up. You got to swallow the air. There's no air down there to begin with. <laughs> Arthur. Hold your nose and swallow. You see, you start to burp a little bit. Do you feel it? Was that a, it was it was a very I heard a noise. Well don't just hold your nose. Breathe down through your nose, back up through your mouth and then hold so your swallow nose. the air and not let it get down to your stomach. And keep it in your throat. <laughs> that just made me cough. No, you're not even trying it. Go ahead. What Arthur. were you saying? Arthur. Arthur. Wrong Arthur. With uh, Russell Brand? That's the remake. Or <laughs> yes. Original Arthur with Dudley Moore. Wait, they did an Arthur before Russell Brand. <laughs> Come on. Yes, they did. They're the original. Hey, you want to get pissed off about something? Sure. Now they want to make a new animated Grinch that stole Christmas. Why? The f what's we wrong? have an animated Grinch stole Christmas. This one would be for the movies. Oh. The big 3D one, probably. Yeah. And you know who'd be playing the, the Grinch? Who? Bieber. <laughs> He's not even threatening. Seems too short. In real life or in song. This is why they call it a remake, Fuzz, when they remake it. Yeah, but yeah. this is this one has has a great animated one. It's not even the reimagining remake. How we you, ha we have you, an animated one. How do you know? The reimagining is still everything. Reimagining is a fucking made up word. That makes you feel like not so bad about stealing someone else's title. The thing is, they want to do it because people know it and they'll go see things that they know. We're stupid. That's why we were okay with them making four fucking Spider-Mans within ten years. And one of them was the same one. I like this one best, though, the last one that came out. <laughs> I reimagined that you would. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Say anything. Love it. You remind me of the dad in that, the way you steal from old people. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just try to get by, Ronnie B. <laughs> uh, I swear to God, the first time I saw that movie, right? John Cusack, it's probably his most likable role. He's with this beautiful girl who, you know, has this thing with her dad, and the dad's going to jail. And in my mind, I'm like, that dad fucked her. I know it. That dad did something awful. And I never could have been fucking further from the truth. But that whole time I thought it was a molestation movie. It's okay. It was just a rom-com. Relax. It's Chinatown. A Chinatown rom-com. A reimagination. Well, it was romantic, you know. Fucking incest. And How many have we done out of the 42 so far? And by the way, I think best 42 ever. About 30? 30. Okay. Yes. Is there one called Fat and Tight? No, there's no Fat and Tight, the movie. Fez? Uh, what's the next one? The Science of Sleep. Well, that's a weird choice. I do like that movie, though. I haven't seen it. Me neither. You guys wouldn't like it because... Why, Why not? It's by a director that you would not understand. Okay, who's the director? All you gotta do is read it. It's on IMDb. Michelle Gondry is great. Really? Remember the time you stood me up? The first guest I was ever supposed to have on XM was Michelle Gondry. 
And they go, would you like to talk to the director, Michelle Gondry? I'm like, fuck yeah, I would. So the next day, I open the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Gondry is going to be here. Never so much as a phone call. Nothing. Since then, I never announce who the guest is unless I see them on the other side of the window. You did the Green Hornet? Yeah, it's great. Was it great? Yeah, I laughed my ass off at that. Now, it got really bad reviews, but... I think it's the funniest of all the cartoon movies. So maybe give it a shot. I'll find it online tonight and watch it. We ought to do a thing sometime where we do like just a, a viewing party and everyone watches it at the same time. Then we'll go on the eye bang and judge it while it's happening. Like a live blog type thing. Yeah, like a live blog of a film. We'll call it like dinner in a movie, except... Let's sit, instead of dinner and movie, let's call it Oxy in a movie. Oh, so yeah. you got to eat an Oxy. I'm down. Watch the movie and then do it. I've got a podcast that I call Watching the Watchers. Wait, what? And the Watchers that was an old podcast that didn't stay together. No, the Watchers out every month. What's the last one that you did it on? Uh, made our Oscar picks. Does no, everyone knows who's going to win each award now? I'm gonna tell you the dark horse for who's gonna win Best Actress. Yeah, the the fucking old lady from um, Amore. Amore ain't gonna happen. I feel like it's between her and Jennifer Lawrence, and Jennifer Lawrence oh. is gonna be there. Jennifer again. Lawrence is a lock. I don't know. I think I think dark horse. Uh, don't be too surprised if this old woman gets it. Since I'll be real surprised. <laughs> but you'll she hasn't hear, won any other. <laughs> she hasn't won any other awards. That's okay. That's fine. That Jennifer Lawrence is like fucking eighteen years old. It's not the nine year old. No. That right. nine-year-old's a fucking gimmick fucking play. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I thought it was a boy the entire time I was watching the trailers. You're fucking such a pedophile. I'm not a pedophile. And you put down the Pope? It looked like a boy in the trailers. That little girl looks like a little fucking boy. Wearing panties! In the trailer, fucking she, had, she had underoos on. In the trailer. You're a sick fuck, what, dude. Uh, well, you know what? Fez, move over and create a little fucking... Um, plot on your seat for Chris. Chris, sit the mo table with your boyfriend. I ain't a mo. Not that there's Give anything wrong with room, that. Fuzzy. No. He's more pedophile. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do I pedophile? From getting mixed up for a little. From little... wanting to be with guys. I don't want to be with guys. I uh, just said there was a You were imagining that it was a. Reimagining. <laughs> yes, no, that I it was, was a little boy <laughs> in panties. I doubt it was a fucking boy, girl. Boy, boy. You're sure it's a little girl? I'm not even comfortable Positive. with... The, who's watching The Watchers? That's what I want to know. Somebody <laughs> needs to. To listen to The Watchers. iTunes. Download you, that shit. You got any other weird uh, Oscar bets? Um, I think that's the only one I think that's going to go fucking uh, weird. weird. That's and I think everything else is pretty blacked out. Argo gets Best Picture. Lock it up, no doubt. Yeah, they've taken away any drama from The Oscars. Wow. But I, th I think that that old broad, she fucking gets it. I just mm. call me fucking crazy as a motherfucker. You're crazy as a motherfucker. Thank you. Something Wild is another rom-com on the 42. <laughs> That's a weird movie. I never really thought of it. Yeah, okay. I'll put it up there as a rom-com. Roman Holiday? Well, we took a holiday. Yeah, that belongs there. The Awful Truth? This is a really interesting list. I love it when we get away from the easy Hicks type of what list. Hicks fucking type of list. I like the kind of list that that make me go, hmm, do I agree? Do I not agree? 
My list are strong, man. Remember that fucking video game list two weeks ago? Or mm -mm. one week? Oh, it was great. People no. loved it. No, it's already been deleted from the site. Why would you delete it? <laughs> Put it together. People asked us to. Who asked? Listeners. God, you people just fucking hate me, don't you? You said Jew people. Do you oh. realize that? <laughs> Must be the subconscious working again. No, that's your conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble in Paradise. Really? The whole Colgan TV show on TBS. <laughs> Uh, wait, who, what was the Trouble in Paradise one? Well, that was Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm fucking dumb as fuck, aren't I? <laughs> this was like in 50s or a 40s? This is 32. Wow. Miriam Hopkins, Kay Francis, Urban This is Marshall. the craziest list. I'm digging it. Whoever put this together cares about movies more than the regular, what I'm going to say, Chris Stanley's of the world. Well, how am I getting lumped in with all that shit? <laughs> with all the Chris Stanley's? Well, I You'd am Chris Stanley. There's, there, there was, there's a few other Chris Stanley's out there. There's a folk singer named Chris Stanley. There's an actor on Mad Men called Chris Stanley. He was also in Zero Dark Thirty. Mm -hmm. You you actually just said Zero Fart Thirty. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me today? I keep fucking all this shit up. Yeah. When Harry met Sally. Uh, loved Sally, hated Harry. Oh, no. Or was it just the opposite? I can't remember. <laughs> The Birdcage. Mm, that reminds me of Fez. Yeah. The Definitely kid, a rom-com. The Kid Brother. But do you feel like that's laughing at gays? It was very over the top with the Nathan Lane. That's not what I asked. Did it laugh at gays? Yeah, it laughed at gays. That's all I wanted to know. You may step down from the witness stand. Laughed at them, not with them, right? Right, Laughed yeah. at them like they were freaks. H hysterical freaks. You considered an anti-gay movie? Yes. Okay. Holy shit. You kill me. This one I don't know either. Who's in this? Looks like uh, Ben Kingsley. Oh, I do know this. Ben Kingsley throws like a girl, and it's fucking hysterical to watch. He throws a baseball in... Um, Searching for Bobby Fischer at one scene, he's like playing with the kid, throws a baseball at him. He throws like like that, like a fucking like a little girl. You know it, who else throws a baseball like that? Who? From Eastbound and Down. <laughs> Kenny Powers. Oh. Holy shit, we didn't put Kenny Powers up on our list. Even though he's on the list, we didn't bring him up on the show. We have fucked up today. It's alright, it's gonna work out. We're fucking rocking this forty two. Um, Kenny Powers can't throw a baseball. <laughs> Cannot throw a fucking it, baseball. It doesn't look very good. And no, he's supposed to be a pitcher. Badass pitcher, too. And I mean, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like great. if you asked your mom to throw you a ball. <laughs> it's not good. It's okay. The, in, the funniest thing about my mom, the entire idea of catching was... Out of any grasp that she had. So if there was a ball anywhere being thrown in our backyard, in our house, anywhere, ah! <laughs> she could be 25 feet from it. Oh! Sometimes I would just have like rolled up socks and just throw them into a room like it was a hand grenade with her. Freak her out. Yeah, she didn't know whether it was an inch from her or fucking 10 feet away. The Baxter. 
I love the Baxter. Showalter, baby. I can't get Chris Stanley into this film. I love fucking Showalter. I love all the state guys. This one is a almost 100% Showalter show. No. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go out on the limb here. They're most popular because of that summer camp movie. What about American Summer? I picked the Baxter over that. Wow. And little Michelle Williams is in that. She's adorable. Hold out for a hero, hero. Plus, you know. She is adorable. She's got that dead baby daddy. That makes her all the more tragic. Um, I don't like a, you saying it that way. <laughs> what? Because what? I was a big fan of his. So am I. Fucking he thought she was great. So don't call him dead baby daddy. <laughs> it's, it's her dead baby daddy. <clears throat> Excuse me, technically. Adam's rib. It's another. We just go all the sudden. We just go back a million years again. These are all great though. 1949. Fucking Hitler was long dead by then, huh? <laughs> he <laughs> sure a few was. Years. We killed that fucking crowd. He sure was. And the guy who did that was the same Navy SEAL who <laughs> killed Ben Laden. shit! And he is better than Lindbergh. It's like fucking Captain America. Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. He shot an unarmed man in front of his children and wives. He's the biggest hero who's ever lived. Tootsie. Tut 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 shake Um, That was the fucking weirdest thing because... The first time I saw Tootsie, I jerked off to it before I realized it was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Jesus. But here's the weird thing. I've still been jerking off to that movie every night ever since. <laughs> every night? <laughs> ah, look at me, I'm Tootsie. <laughs> if you watch that, not even for a second would you believe that he was a woman. I don't know. Not even for a moment. It was a different time. <laughs> it was 82. Yeah. People were confused. Everything was changing. Well, that was 30 years ago. What a way to go ends up the 42. That's actually a great one because that's like about six rom-coms starring the same girl. She keeps being in a romantic comedy and then the guy dies and she meets another guy, another star. He's in a romantic comedy and then he dies. Damn. Damn, girl. It's Why funny, though. Okay. Even their deaths are funny. All right, because, you know, sometimes people die and sad. Like when? Brian Song? Like Zero Dark Thirty when Bin Laden got shot, I was like, the guy, I thought the guy was gonna make. It. <laughs> I mean, he. he how through. many of you guys? How many of you guys cried when Bin Laden got killed? Oh, my hands up. Mm. Listen, he was practicing fucking tradecraft, and I they know. were, they were not fucking finding out who was in that top floor. You got him. You got him fat and tight. <laughs> There's an article about about the actor who played Bin Laden. And he shot like twenty five different scenes, and all they used of him was just his nose and a body bag. And, Fuck, and, then, and that's I'd it. Be pissed. He's a jerk off. He, he lost bad. fifty pounds for the role. Learned to walk like him, talk like him, and all they used was his nose and a body bag. What a fucking idiot! That's and, that Catherine Bigelow's fault. They, all that happened in that movie is they thought for a second it was pro torture, pro right wing, and they turned on it. Bullshit. That thing should be winning fucking best film of the year. I, I, I actually prefer The Master, but I think it's a terrific film. Master didn't even get fucking nominated. And then you and I had another sci-fi film that we really liked uh, that 
critics had talked us out of. Uh, we thought it was... When, did you finally just get around to seeing it when? Oh, um, Cloud Atlas, right? Yeah, when did you see it? I saw it maybe like two weeks before you did, I guess. When you saw it, did you keep thinking, when's this going to start sucking as bad as anyone told me? I was fucking really surprised watching it why it got like immense amounts of hate. Like where people just fucking were like, this is the worst fucking movie ever. Like one of the worst movies ever made. It's not one of the worst movies ever, by far. It's weird. It's weird how sometimes things get turned on. People just don't like the Wachowskis. Because of the... Transgender. Because yeah. of Lana. Overall weirdness. I don't mind transgender people at all. No, I'm going to go so far to say I actually prefer them. Because it always gives me something to talk about. Like, I can say stuff like, uh, dude, did it hurt when you got your dick cut off? Oh, oh, not cut off, just pushed in? Oh, yeah. They cut it in half and turn it. Or I'll say stuff like, so your penis is just really a steroid oh. clit? You know what I mean? I always have something to talk about. <laughs> That's fucked up. You're fucked up. I feel fucked up right now. Now, is that overall? No, that's overall, it's, uh... So, we time to break? Yeah, it's time to break. All right, let's yeah. break. We gots to break. We gots to break, bro. <laughs> we'll be back with Hard Rock Joni. It's the Run of You're enjoying the Run and Fez show on Sirius XM's OP and Anthony channel. More in moments. Fill this Valentine's Day with delicious, fresh, juicy strawberries from berries.com. B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. From Sherry's Berries. You can still get in on this great deal today. It ends today. That's delicious chocolate-covered strawberries covered in milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate. They have it all for just $19.99. Just $19.99, you get this order of strawberries. Plus, you can double the order right now today, last chance, for just $10 more at berries.com. Go to the website, look for the microphone icon in the upper right-hand corner. It's going to ask you for a special code for this deal. You're going to type in the word Fez, F-E-Z. That's how you get these strawberries for just $19.99 plus double the order for $10 more at berries.com or you can give them a call at 1-866-FRUIT-02. 866-FRUIT-02. That's for berries.com. B-E-R-R-I-E-S Dot com. Get this order now. Use the code word FEZ. It ends today. Nothing says Happy Valentine's Day like the giant teddy bear. Send a huge Vermont teddy bear, the big hunk of love bear, to your boyfriend or girlfriend this Valentine's Day. Over four and a half feet tall. It's the big hunk of love bear. Four and a half feet tall. You can send it to the office as a big, big surprise and show how much you really, really love someone. Send them over four and a half feet of love from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. VermontTeddyBear.com. And this is available for just a limited time, just this Valentine's Day, for just $99.99. Valentine's Day delivery is guaranteed. You can get it to the home or office, just $99.99. And like all Vermont teddy bears, he's guaranteed for life. Plus, Vermont Teddy Bear has plenty of their classic teddy bears to choose from if you want to go online at vermontteddybear.com or call a bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. For Vermont Teddy Bear. Remember, overnight Valentine's Day delivery is guaranteed. Visit VermontTeddyBear.com. 
It's the Ron Fez Show, Tuesday. Look who just came in, Hard Rock Johnny. Are you putting on weight? I'm getting a little nervous <laughs> that the weight's coming back on. I don't think so. I think I'm still going down a little bit. I was looking at the picture from last year. You look exactly the same. There's no difference whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. I feel pretty different. What are you up to today, buddy? Just hanging. Put my buddy Jeff with us today. What's happening? We get some... Pretty cool things to talk about memorabilia-wise. You know, we don't just do famous pants. I know, mm-hmm. Ronnie, we talk about our famous pants collection all the time. Now, Jeff, you're the person in charge of finding what works for Hard Rock and what doesn't? I'm more the historian. I put uh-huh. things in context, tell the stories. We have a whole team of folks who find stuff. I'm just one little bit of it. But I do get to tell the stories. So what is the story to be told? Because you're trying to tell the story of rock and roll and... Not just America, but the world, right? Yeah, we're all over the world, absolutely. And we're taking out a whole bunch of memorabilia all through 2013. And we've themed it out. We have one called Gone Too Soon, Mm -hmm. which is pretty self-explanatory. The uh, not-so-glorious results of a misspent youth for some of these great artists. And the other one's called Music Gives Back. And it's all about artists who have a philanthropic bent and that we've worked with to raise funds for charity, folks who are particularly philanthropic. Johnny, that's your thing, right? You always love when somebody gives back? Always. I'm a a giver I like to take. I like to go... (laughs) It would make the kids feel better if they know how good I was doing. I'm, I just bought the uh, clock tower in Boston, in, in Brooklyn. I'm living in the clock tower apartment now. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really great views. Four different ways. But I had to do that by stopping any charity work I was involved in. Can we do, like, if we do fantasy football again, if it doesn't get ruined, could we do the draft there? Why would it be ruined? Uh, I don't know. Let's not get into it. What happened there? Oh, remember when Hicks took over my team and <laughs> drove it to the ground? That is my apartment right there. It's That's, beautiful. That is I nice. look straight through the clock into Manhattan. It's fantastic. But um, it's nice hardwood floors you got too. Have you ever thought of a thing of bands you've never heard of, and it's just like local bands <laughs> that really never got out of the garages? <laughs> what their guitars look like? Those are the best ones. Yeah, those have the best stories and the most blood and sweat on them. I like kids that OD before they even start writing music. <laughs> That's the kids I like the best. Live like a rock star. See, that was my problem when I was younger. I was living that life without learning to play anything. Doesn't I should have been a bad person. It kind of did, though, the way I was living. <laughs> right now. Uh, Hicks, when you think of uh, going too early, is there one band or rock star you wish you could have seen? Hendrix. To see Hendrix alive, still alive today. What would he be doing? Probably everybody would be like, oh, look at him. He sucks. He's so old. <laughs> Tired of hearing his shit. Yeah. We talk about that all the time when we bring out the stuff from you know folks who've been gone a long right. time. Where it's like, okay, if somebody like Hendrix had lived, what would the arc of his career look like? And you just played Cortez the Killer coming into right. this. And I always think of Neil Young, because here's a guy who had that long career. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that Jimmy would sort of have a similar arc to Neil. You know, lots of great records all through the 70s. 
a number of missteps in the 80s. Like right, everybody did. did, yeah. And then, in you know, at the early 90s, I think, especially with Jimmy being from Seattle, mm -hmm. I think he would have really been the uh, the patron saint of the entire grunge movement. See, everybody I think I'm worshiping gonna, at the altar. I'm going to go just the opposite, and I think that he would have done records with Chuck D. And I think that he would have hung out with those guys and brought some music to hip-hop, brought some live stage stuff to hip-hop. Hip hop. A Jimi Hendrix Chuck D collaboration is pretty much the greatest thing I can possibly yeah. imagine. That is my that is my one belief about that. Now Jim Morrison, on the other hand, <laughs> I think he would have just recently been fired from coaching the Eagles <laughs> and was getting a new fresh start in the Midwest. I can't imagine. Uh, I think the thing that people love most about Morrison is that he died. That might be true with a lot of these folks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like all these people, you know, Jim Morrison is 27 forever. He never right. has to be 52, you know? Yeah. And that's, it, there's the, 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 the allure of eternal youth. You got to think of how many bands, if the plane would have went down at a certain point, would have been beloved. Because, I mean, you look at the Kinks, that music was Unbelievable, and people just kind of take it for granted. You Man, know? the Kinks needed somebody like Andrew Lou Goldham, right? They, they or a Brian Epstein. They the Kinks didn't have somebody hustling them and marketing them the way that you know the Stones and the Beatles did. Right? But musically, they're at least as good. Yeah. Uh, what about for you, Johnny? I know you're more of a metal guy, so Poison. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see that tattoo, Johnny. That career arc is still going. It really yes. is, isn't it? Thanks to a good friend of ours, he keeps the music alive. Keeping the rock alive. Eddie Trunk. Hey, it's Eddie Trunk, keeping the rock alive. Listen, taking your call. That was actually last night, that was a quote from, from his good friend Mike Piazza. He said, you're the man who keeps this music alive, as they played Racer X. and <laughs> that It was cool, man. No, did he say it as a complaint, or did he? <laughs> I think he was, okay. Actually, I thought you were responsible for keeping this music alive. Mike was pissed there was no Racer X in the... Uh, computer system here. He couldn't mm. figure out why and he actually started playing it off of his phone. Mike was uh, ice on his knees as he was in there. <laughs> Ow. I have really crouched too many years. Right, what, what kind of, what did you bring us? <laughs> yeah, you got something cool? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, so it's always go good first. to bring visual props to the radio show. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but this, uh, I'm pretty confident you're going to get a kick out of this. This right here is a Gibson SG that was owned and operated by Jimi Hendrix before he started working with Chuck D. Is that right? Yeah, Jimi played this guitar rather famously on the Dick Cavett show in 69, right after Woodstock. He did like Isabella and Machine I, Gun. On I've seen guitar. those because yeah. uh, I had Cavett in. And the great thing about those interviews is like, you know, Cavett wasn't 100% sure who everybody was, you know? And the Jefferson Airplane. You, see, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, that is unbelievable. Now, how do you guys end up with well, this that? Is, this is really one of the true treasures of Hard Rock's uh -huh. entire collection. It's, it's, it's just spectacular. And Hard Rock's had this guitar since the 80s. And we acquired it. This particular piece was acquired at a, I believe, a Sotheby's auction in, like, 86. Right? Before the memorabilia thing went too crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, now you've got, it's a really different world because you got all these baby boomers who have retired and done well in life. And right. Their lives will not be complete unless they have the handwritten lyrics to let it be in their man cave so they could smoke cigars and drink single malt with their Masters of the Universe buddies. And, yeah. You know, how do you compete with that? 
Well, you know, it's because you guys, and the same thing happened with Hooters and Wings, that you kind of make up something that when everyone decides they want it, then suddenly the price goes way up on it. But it didn't exist. There wasn't rock and roll memorabilia before you guys. A lot of guys threw shit out. And Lucky for us. Yeah. yeah. The other part of the on the auction side, too, is a lot of the guitar, like Guitar Center and those guys are going out and they're buying up stuff because once they buy it, they own it and they could reproduce it. So, like, they bought, was it Blackie, I they, think? They bought, which, they bought Brownie. Oh, was it Brownie, yeah. yeah. And, and the, you know, the other thing, especially with instruments, is, you know, when Hard Rock started collecting, the intrinsic value of a guitar, an old guitar, was not mm -hmm. like it is now. The, the vintage market wasn't the same. Now, you know, some, some old guitars are worth so much money, it's insane. That to, to where the, the, any kind of memorabilia association with it is almost unimportant. So, Hendrix owned this guitar that you're holding. What time? What years are we 69. talking? 69. Just 69. Six, well, he owned it in 1970 till... Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but so it was he was gone too soon. Because he used to go through some of these guitars, right? I well, mean, you know, we have a hard rock has about a dozen Hendrix guitars, uh -huh. and the, I, I, am always, I always gravitate towards these, like this Gibson and another Gibson that we own, because mm -hmm. you know Jimmy was so known for playing the Fender Stratocaster, and every Hendrix Stratocaster is tremendous, but he had quite a few of them. Whereas something like this piece, you know exactly when and where he owned it, where right. he played it. it. You can pinpoint it to an exact moment in time. And that just that kind of history just makes it even more special, I think. Well, this would be so cool to give out to a ninth caller. I don't know if you, <laughs> you guys want to do it or not. But I'll do, I will tell you this. Don't make the joke. <laughs> we, have, we have learned that enough in radio that somebody will go, no, you actually did say it. So, no, that was a joke. They're not giving away their guitar. But that's phenomenal. And what, I mean, I'm sure it's insured at what? 20 bucks. $20. <laughs> it, uh, for quite a great deal of money. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a priceless artifact, no doubt about it. It really does become somewhat priceless after a certain, because in 1975 that had been phenomenal. It's worth even more. But at what point do you put something on here? Like, what is Abraham Lincoln's hat worth? You just don't know anymore. Whatever someone's willing, I guess. What the market's going to bear. Some crazy yeah. person would be willing to pay. Uh, all right, what do you got, Johnny? We'll let Jeff go with this one, too. Here, we'll switch. We'll swap it I'll out, buddy. Don't oh, drop glad, that. Whoa. Careful. Johnny's been doing this long enough not to drop it. Have you ever, Johnny, have you ever stepped on something you shouldn't have? That's <laughs> possible. Not <laughs> that anyone's ever seen. I guess even mounting them has got to be kind of frightening because you got to make sure somebody can't steal it quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the Hard Rock team has been doing it for so long that, yeah. that you know, the, the, the crews developed some proprietary ways that are uh, pretty foolproof. It's, it's impressive to watch them do it. This is a great piece right here. This is a Guild Brian May Red Special. This belonged to Brian himself, and he used it on the song One Vision, and it's in the video as well. Wow. It's just such a unique guitar because... You know, Brian's main guitar, he built himself with his father when he was like 14 years old. And they built it out of parts of the, an old oak fireplace that they had at the house. And the little tram arm used a motorcycle spring. And it, it's, it's a completely homemade thing. And if you think about Brian's sound and the sound of Queen in general, mm. it, it's so unique and singular to him. And so much of that has to do with, well... The fact that he's a brilliant player, but also the fact that he has right. an utterly unique instrument. And he needed to have 
some stage backups and you know if you only have one guitar and you break a string on stage what are you gonna stop the show so he had this made and he it, he wound up using it on one vision because it was such a great uh, a great piece for him to use now did his dad make guitars before no he just said oh you like guitars let's sit down and make Absolutely. one well you know the may family are uh, they're pretty clever folks brian himself is an astrophysicist he is mm -hmm. he's got like a doctorate in some crazy sort of ast astronomy i almost said astrology <laughs> that would be great be better <laughs> uh so it was just sort of a father-son project that in a lot of ways changed you know the world of guitar it uh, reminds you of the natural you know with wonder boy totally. his own back yeah. you know but it's weird brian may was in here a couple years ago and he owns the largest collection of these strange uh photographs stereoscopic yeah, oh, yeah stereoscopic yeah, yeah. and so they came in and he's like uh all he wants to talk about is these, you know, pictures, and he doesn't want to talk about Queen. And, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't give a shit. Let him come on in. I'm on satellite. I don't care. You know, I'll hear about this crazy shit just to hang out with Brian May for a while. But he is not what doesn't seem like a rock star when he's not on stage. A lot of them don't. You know, Freddie Mercury was the same way. Everything you ever learn about Freddie Mercury was, you know, he put on a persona to walk on stage and he'd come off stage and he was sort of a shrinking violet and this shy guy. I don't know how much I'm buying it. It's a good right. piece of mythology. But it's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of those folks, it's, you, 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 you're almost creating a character when, right. you, when you perform. Plus, with a lot of those English guys, when they get older they just become country gentlemen they're just <laughs> they like a few bucks yeah they, as soon as they, they move out into the country they got that great house and uh, this is Landed just a gentry yeah, yeah this is a gig that they do every once in a while i've you brought it up this is the video yeah oh yeah brian's got this very guitar in this video so how did you guys end up with it we got this directly from brian himself wow uh, Courtesy of the late great Don Bernstein, who was the uh, head of memorabilia for Hard Rock for many years, and uh, is really kind of a, a legend in our in our area. Does that happen every once in a while that people are like, "Hey, I want this to live on and be seen somewhere"? Quite or? often. Yeah. 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 It still happens a lot. In the early days of Hard Rock, it happened all the time. Right. And you know now it's uh, there, there's more competition. Right. Uh, but yeah, our, our you know the fact that we've been around so long certainly helps. And you know that we've established that we're we're a place where the legacy of the music and the art will be presented in where, where people can go see it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like I was saying earlier. You know, wealthy folks collecting for their sort of personal man cave. Right. Uh, you know, with us, a, a fan can go see it. You know? Yeah. And that that's really tough to to argue with. Well, I think early on because people are like. Hey, I could put my shit where Clapton's is. You know what I mean? Like that was the first thing of I'll get up on that wall proving who I am. But it's weird. Even when you go out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, it kind of looks like a hard rock. You know what I mean? When you walk in, it's the same kind of setup. They got something up at Woodstock and Museum, and it kind of looks like the same setup as a hard rock. We just loaned the Woodstock Museum a bunch of stuff recently. This from just the, last year. From uh, out of Woodstock. It's what's really cool about that place is that you can just walk out and look at that field. And you're like, yeah. that's the that's field. It. And it was really weird because I saw some 
old uh, hippies out there with either, I look like their grandchildren, and it was like being at a battlefield where they're like, all the tents were over here, you know? <laughs> the general Long yeah. Street was set up behind they were Seminary explaining Ridge. It. Like it, um, uh, all right, hold on. Uh, here's uh, Chris, Indiana. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Good, buddy. Hey, uh, about a year ago, I got a tour of this place in Nashville, Tennessee, called Groon Guitars. And the only thing this place does, man, is, is specialize in classic vintage guitars. I mean, they got one in there when I was there from Dwayne Allman. They have one of Clapton's. Um, you know, they got a couple in there that are like 150 grand just for like a, a really, you know, vintage Les Paul single body. Um, and I got to talk to the owner for that length period of time, took me back into his shop. He was, he was actually working on a guitar for Clapton. And it, it is just really cool. And, you know, well, what is weirder when you think about a guitar? Is there anything else that you make that is a piece of art for art to be created on? You know what I mean? So it's like this really weird concept of, yeah, it could look beautiful. And but it has to sound so good that a virtuoso can then take. It's a tool as art. It's the weirdest thing. It's the strangest thing that there is. And how long does it take some of these guys just to sit down and make this? I mean, like Clapton will show up beforehand, talk to the guy. Here's what I'm looking for. I'll see you in a couple months and see where we are from there. It's it's got to be the strangest relationship. It, it, and that's exactly what those guys do, man. He was telling me, they, they, you know, he he has all of them in their Rolodex, and, and he's the guy that they contact when they're looking for a specific piece. And that's exactly what a great guitar is. You know, you think of it as a piece of art. It, it appreciates in value as it gets older, just as art does. You know, it... it now, would you say that about every guitar, though? Does every you know, guitar appreciate... No, no, not. I don't. Uh, no, it's got to be. I mean, it, it's got to be a Gibson. I think Fender. Um, it, it's not just any any guitar that that will uh, get this huge appreciation in value. Well, there's a lot of things that affect the difference, uh, or the the value of guitars, and whether they become vintage and collectible. And you know, like Chris was saying, Groom Guitars in Nashville is just. It is really the mecca. Of, of vintage guitar world in America. Uh, George Grun is an amazing guy and he's been at it a long time. But, you know, things that have a true level of craftsmanship to it and aren't mass produced are always a big deal. Um, and I think the single most important thing, though, is whether or not they have become iconic in our history. You know, for example, the, a certain type of guitar, uh, Gibson Les Paul from 1959, right. is, you know, almost certainly the, the, the single most valuable kind of holy grail collectible electric guitar. And it is undoubtedly an incredible instrument. But the fact that Eric Clapton played one, Jimmy Page, right. Bloomfield, ta -da, ta -da, ta -da, ta -da. So, you know, so the lexicon of modern rock guitar was was made on that instrument. So, and that that I think is the single biggest factor. Now, do you think one day there'll be some laptop that Dead Mouse was? You know, what I mean, like <laughs> I wonder if people are going to have so. the same kind of connection but, of this is it. You know, you know? It's, it's an emotional thing, and I think that's what what makes a great piece of rock and roll memorabilia, whether it's an instrument or a pair of our fancy famous pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it if it's something that 
has an emotional connection to to a person to a fan uh it, it then it's a great piece and I don't think that that's necessarily translated over into technology yet, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's inevitable. I mean, everything sort of moves in that direction, you know. It's uh, I mean, the, a number of years ago, you know, a typical music fan would have thought, you know, coveting an old Techniques twelve hundred turntable would be laughable. Mm-hmm. And now, man, I, I, there's some DJs I'd love yeah. to have their old twelve hundreds in our collection. I would kill for. And them. the same thing with like video games or whatever. But even the guitar probably still doesn't cut the violin after all these years. And probably still, those violins are probably still the most expensive things. I think that's safe to say. Cremonas, yeah. Strats, yeah, absolutely, right. yeah. So you really don't know where this is going to go. Uh, Johnny just knows that if you can sell cheeseburgers in front of it, <laughs> it seems like a great idea. There's a little more to it than that. <laughs> that guitar uh, looks good on you. Johnny, is that? Yeah, it does because a lot of it, this looks like if Lowell George could play like Hendrix, <laughs> that would be it. But, uh, Johnny, for you, is there a piece for you that ever blew you away after all these years? Yeah, it, you know, it's it's. Weird for me because I'm around it every day, right? And so when you you're around it every day, it makes it weird. But the other day, so all this, so this this tour is going to be going out around the country and around the world, and twenty of these cases full of this stuff went to a warehouse in uh, somewhere in Jersey, in so a they, non-disclosed location. Yeah, Thank it was you, in, John. It was in Jersey, and I had to go on the the Friday of the blizzard, and I'm driving through Jersey in the blindfolded sleet in the in the slain as it was coming down and I got there and I started unwrapping the stuff and like I opened up a case and there's a pair of John Lennon glasses and I'm like wow that's cool and so like like you know there there is some stuff that you mm-hmm. look at and that you see and you're like you know it's pretty cool and people from the warehouse were like coming out from their offices as I'm unwrapping everything and looking at it to check that you know nothing's broken or whatever, and they're like, "This is the most exciting stuff we've ever had here because everything else is just a brown box." And I kind of looked around, and it was just a warehouse full of brown boxes. Right. And there were people coming out. Like there was a dress that, of Whitney Houston's that we have in the Gone Too Soon collection. That's, you know, I mean, she wore it. It was from uh, what's that one from, Jeff? Is it was from her? the tour in the '90s, and it just the timing was crazy yeah, on that it because was, it was right at the anniversary of her death. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you guys immediately go when there's a rock death? Oh, wait a minute, what do we got? <laughs> All right, we can put together something nice on this. <laughs> Sometimes I think you, you look at it that way. There's There's been times I think we've talked about where that man sitting in the corner over there has banned me from calling into the radio show and certain things. Remember our, when we lost America's Rose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a tough time. But, you know, there's, yeah, there's, I guess, you know, you got to look at it. Things appreciate in value depending on, you know, how the things go. You know, art collectors just sit around constantly. <laughs> and, you know, like, plotting to poison <laughs> yeah. painters. I mean, um, you know, even like with Basquiat, they're going, more coke. Yeah. <laughs> you mix it with heroin, right? You know, they're sitting there with a garage full of his paintings. <laughs> this is it, uh, Hicks? It's on him, uh, Hendrix on Cabbage. Yeah, on that very guitar. Wow. Just a terrible, non soulful musician. Yeah, there's <laughs> just, something just a, about no talent him. There. <laughs> you so he's struggling with the guitar, yeah, yeah. trying to figure it out. <laughs> Doesn't even realize he has it upside if, down. What's if, wrong with this man? If there was anyone that looked like it was growing directly out of him, it was Hendrix. He kind of looked like a guitar to me. Um, 
Let's go over to Robert in California. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, I was curious. Are you guys, I'm sure you're familiar with Jackson's Rare Guitars in Australia and what's going on with that place, and uh, do you know what's going to happen to the inventory? At the, at the, the, the Jackson's, uh, the guitar store in Australia? Yeah, yeah. I, I read some of the creditors came and shut them down, and that guy's supposed to have uh, hundreds of rare guitars, and uh, I imagine they'll be sold, won't they? Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak to that, not knowing you know the details. Uh, but if so, I hope that the instruments wind up in the hands of amazing players. Are, are, are you familiar with that place? I am not. Oh, you might, you might check it out. I think you guys would be interested. I think they should liquidate the inventory and give them all to young, <laughs> up-and-coming players in garages, and then, uh, we, and then Hard Rock can acquire them in fifteen years when they're all huge. <laughs> Here's Tony in Rockford. Hey, I was just wondering if you guys are aware of the collection that Rick Nielsen has on display right now of his own yeah. collection of guitars and memorabilia. It's a absolutely crazy. Absolutely. We've been in touch with them a lot, actually. We're, uh, we're pretty close with that organization, and Rick's been a fan, uh, friend of the Hard Rock for many, many years. No, it's, it's absolutely amazing with the, the Brian Jones guitars and the, the ones that everybody else has been kind of donating into it. It's, it's something else. You yeah, can spend hours in there. Rick Nielsen's an American treasure, and that's just mm -hmm. full stop right there. He played, uh, we did a show with Sirius XM at the, at the Hard Rock, and he just has his guitar boat, and there's like, there's guitars in there that are, you know, they were saying are worth, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars that he plays on a regular basis. It's been his guitars that he's just always played, like, and he came out and he's like, yeah, I wrote this song on this one, and he's been playing the same, like, six or eight guitars for the last 20 or 30 years. So he's, he plays the role of a historian with his own music. Yeah. Like, let me catalog my own shit, which now you would be crazy not to do that. But I talked to a guy who uh, did the Last Stones documentary, and he went over into some warehouse outside of London and just opened it up, and there was video and audio and all mixed costumes and... Just stuff that they're like, ah, uh, the tour's over, just put it there. And just a couple old dudes just sitting there, and he says nothing's even on computer. It's like cataloged like it was the 1970s. There's, there's a ton of bands who, and, and you've been, I'm sure Jeff's been, and some of our memorabilia buyers, you, you get into like, I think Rush was one of the ones they did recently. They have a huge warehouse. They went in, and you walk through it, and you know, if they're, eventually these people are, I mean, what are you going to do with it? You know what I mean? Right. You're not going to keep it forever. ACDC is another one that has a gigantic warehouse because when you think of them think of all the props when they're you know when they're out on on tour you know they got the cannons and they got all these crazy things that are right. on stage and they they keep them somewhere all these bands do um you know and eventually they get down to selling them and they you know hopefully they, we can find some good stuff for them or somebody opens up a shrimp place <laughs> you know no one's ever thought of that seafood and rock guitars the offshoot I wanted. I want uh, Eddie Trunk and Piazza to do some kind of, kind of metal and Mets. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, meet the metals, and it's gonna <laughs> kind of be all set up together that way. Does Piazza think he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame? He was. Uh, yeah, I think so. He said yeah. in time. He said it's. You know, yeah, and he's he, he's talked about it a little bit. I guess I asked him. He said it's very nonchalant about it. It's just what like can you do? I'll I'll get in there one day. He said you know eventually. All those guys will get in there, and I'll be one of those guys. I mean, it's... 
You know, it's just uh, bad timing on his part to, you know, have retired in that year. If he would have retired a year earlier, maybe it'd be different. All right. Um, we're going to throw something up. ESPN has put up a music issue. And I haven't seen this yet. I'm just being told this. Where the athletes pose in classic album covers. Have you ever seen this stuff that they do around town now where you can go and pose? Yeah. Yeah. Physical graffiti Phys- after the gold rush. Yeah. Those yeah. are great. The after the gold rush, I stand there all the time and try to wait for an old lady. to come around <laughs> at just the right moment. It's amazing how, like, those things were uh, forgotten about. For You know, it wasn't a big deal. And now you're like, somebody could put together a really cool tour, a bus tour of taking people around. All right, what do we got here, Chris? I haven't seen this yet. All right, this is uh, this is ESPN the magazine put this okay. out. It's freezing up. Well, the fact that you're able to, you know, just yeah, go with it, it, you know, improv. Your improvisational skills <laughs> is makes you okay. No matter what happens technically. The world could be ending. It's freezing up. <laughs> One of them is Ryan Lochte as Nevermind. All right, that's kind of funny. That's cool. He did it all wrong. <laughs> you know, I know, he kept it, the trunks exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> the kid who, the, who, the baby reenacted that yeah. very recently. And same, you know, and he's about the same age as Ryan Lochte now. And same thing, had the trunks on. Yeah, well, don't bother if you're not going to go all the way. Yeah, I got to agree with that. All right, what else you got, Chris? Now we have the Michael Jackson Thriller cover being reimagined. Bye. Oh, that's Josh Freeman from the Bucks. That oh. is, he's not exactly the Michael Jackson of football, though. <laughs> no. That's kind of a problem. That is right. <laughs> oh, God. That tiger's weird. Holy moly. Yeah, that's odd. This is That's just very weird. He's roll uh, up on the eye bang. Anybody do the Beatles butcher cover in there? <laughs> oh, there's a good New York one, the Freewheel and Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's uh, also a spot where people have decided they want to show up at now. Who's in the DM run DMC? I can't tell. Freezing up. Hmm. Yeah. So your question about whether technology was going to become great. Yeah, that be- <laughs> right. Fucking blows. It's Lamar Woodley, Marshawn Lynch, and Trenton Richardson as Run DMC. Hmm. Hmm. Again, I don't you see them as... better have the right as... guy representing Jam Master J. You don't play around there. Yeah, I don't see them as being the Run DMC of today. Oh, Beast Mode. I mean, that's pretty cool. He doesn't have the right gazelles on the glasses. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking on this one, guys. Or what about the... Uh, remember that Bow Wow Wow album? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Annabelle Lewin's looking back. And that's Alex, Mor- a- Alex Morgan from the U.S. soccer team is Carrie, uh, Katy Perry. I don't know if I would consider that a classic album. Oh, it's yeah. really crazy it's, to put that in yeah, there. Yeah, that come out last week. A little too Good for her. It looks all technical or it's nice. Um, here's that's David, cute. San Francisco. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, who's the best athletic actor? Like uh, Robert Redford in The Natural. He looks pretty natural. And then you've got uh, Kevin Costner. He's a good thrower. But besides those two guys... Who has the best way? So you're saying what person, what actor looks the best playing an athlete? 
Right. Like John Goodman. That guy, he looked <laughs> terrible in the Bay. That was embarrassing. Was well, like the that worst that you ever see is yeah. the movie Fear Strikes Out. Yeah, like Kenny Powers. Oh, no, Kenny Powers is can't throw a baseball. It, it, it's ridiculous. And then you got uh, Major League with uh, Wesley Snipes. He's a hack. And you got some guys who are at the athletic that are good actors. And it's hard to find that. Uh, it, it's actually an interesting thing. We could probably do a whole piece on that. I have no problem with Costner as a uh, catcher. I thought he did a really good job. Um Redford was great. Yeah, you know, uh, Burt Reynolds uh, looked like a football player, I thought. Uh, when they remade it with Adam Sandler, no, not no. as strong. No, not as good. Nelly is the running back. Like, that wasn't... Uh, I'm going yeah. with Leonard Nimoy. Leonard <laughs> Nimoy. How about Jim Brown? Oh, wait, he <laughs> was an athlete as an well, actor, yeah, so I Jim had it backwards in be, yeah. the Dirty Dozen when they make him just run and throw the grenades yeah. in every hole. He's the fastest. Jim Brown is as good as everything. You know, wasn't that long, it was like only a couple years ago, and I was walking by, and Jim Brown was doing uh, a thing, and I'm like, shit, Jim Brown looks like he could still play. But then he stood up and started to walk, and I'm yeah, like, no. oh, man, no, it's, it's a little rough. Beats him up. Just a little bit rough. Um... Here's uh, John. John, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie B. I got a moral conundrum. Oh, no. We'll do that for Johnny. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Hey, Ronnie B., since the Pope is stepping down during the middle of Lent, I don't know if I should do Lent or not this year. What do you think? Ooh. Well, why don't you do what the Pope is doing and give up being the Pope for Lent? <laughs> <laughs> I've, and it's been tough on him. <laughs> And has nothing to do because he helped hide the kid touchers. Don't believe that for a second. Um, well, something else that we have up is Kate Upton up on the iBang for Sports Illustrated uh, cover. Body painting. All right, let me see a little bit. Of this. That's totally naked, just body paint? Yeah, it's just mm, paint on too clothes. Much Kate Upton. Um. We were the first people to put up the poster, and I mean the cover, and we were the first people to put it down. And then three hours later, they said, "Okay, everybody can put it up." That's just paint. Yeah, it's just paint on her. God bless her. She's an American treasure. She is. She really is. A very young American treasure. I hope she dies before she gets fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know a hotel we can put her up at. <laughs> Gone too thin. <laughs> uh, Doug, you're on the running first show. Uh, Doug, yeah, guy. Yeah, he was uh, pretty. Uh, Cooper Gooding was a pretty good uh, example of a uh, football player in Jerry Maguire. I know. I disagree a million percent. I thought it looked like a small gay dancer was. <laughs> Dressed up in football pads. I did not believe it for a second. Did not fall for it for a second. Uh, hey, Cody in Houston, you're on the Running Fest show. Yeah, on the movies where actors play athletes, there's a movie from like the 80s where I think it's Dennis Quaid and Robin Williams, oh, and they play football players. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not Dennis that. Quaid. It's Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell. Yeah, that's what it is. Kurt Russell. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and it's uh, actually Fez's favorite movie. 
because he dreams of that redemption. Sometimes we can go back and not lock up. Hey, Kurt Russell was in a Disney movie, The World's Greatest Athlete. So there's your there, answer. There's your answer right there. All right, what about this? Best crossover rock star to movies. Oof. That's a tough one, because um, I usually think they should just not bother. Well, what but about Prince and Purple Rain? Prince and Purple Stop Rain. it, everybody. You're going to dive into that lake. I tell you, with, with Prince, it's funny because you know Prince is famously a little guy. Yeah. And so we own a lot of his clothing in our collection. Mm -hmm. And when you see his shoes... It's really kind of mind-boggling because all through Purple Rain he rides a motorcycle. So I always scratch my head thinking, how do he change gears? <laughs> you know, just that tiny, really especially when you're in high your heels mirror. and right. you have this tiny foot. And come to find out later, the bike was an automatic. Oh, oh now Dumb stuff you learn in this job. I don't know if you saw the Grammys the other night, but when fucking Prince walked out, you're like, okay, a rock star's finally here. After only all he did was walk out. With a cane, and it was a bigger set than I think everybody else did. He was—he's just still a rock star. Thinnest little mustache. Oh yeah, so well, thin. Yeah, I don't know how he. So th it's well, the he opposite. Has, it's the anti-fed stash. <laughs> he has to keep that so no one will call him Miss. <laughs> um, James, Oklahoma, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Since we're being on that uh, on that subject of actors and sports, I'm not really North Dallas audience. <laughs> just you, just throw this, throw the actors in there. Um, well, yeah, I I thought Nick Nolte looked fucking great in that movie. There's no doubt. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. You like that freewheeling album? That's the one I did. And uh, by uh, here's Mongo. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. How about a uh, a lifeboat here for songwriting? No, not going to do a lifeboat today. All right. Uh, we'll try it some other day. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Murray, professional bowler. No. Oh, I don't know. Chris, what about for you? What musician crossover? Tupac. Great fucking actor, in my opinion. Yeah, really? it's not a bad call. I mean, I don't juice. know great. Oh, he was great. He, he see, did uh, juice thing. Little typecast. <laughs> so? He was great as Bishop. I mean, was, was Courtney Love genius in that uh, Larry Flint movie, or was she just being herself? Yeah, I think they were just like, uh, they, what they decided to do is write her in as a drug addict. It didn't start that way, <laughs> but they're like, let's just give her the backstory. She was on drugs till she OD'd. Uh, Sinatra, of course, won an Emmy. Yeah. Uh, Elvis movies. <laughs> yeah, I never turn off an Elvis movie. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a cliff diver. <laughs> Are you really, Elvis? How many Elvis movies is he a race car driver in? There's quite a few, but he did something like 36 <laughs> movies watched, in 10 years. I watched Clambake the other night. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, gonna have clam. Well, that's the thing. That it, it works as a film, a song, and a recipe. It's <laughs> All right there for you. A lot of bang for your entertainment dollar there. Elvis, we got a problem. There's no more clams. <laughs> what are we going to eat tonight, Elvis? I like any time that he's uh, diving underwater. You know, Elvis is like the frogman. I like Elvis the cliff diver. I think that's Elvis the helicopter pilot. <laughs> driving the fast car. <laughs> yeah. Fast this car driver. doesn't matter. We're going to look for a treasure out there. You know, you just have the feeling. Like, you ever seen the movies where they'll actually say, in this scene, Elvis, you'll be... I think that actually happened. Where they had to tell him, scene by scene, what he would be doing. Um... 
Chris is over here watching Clan Bang. <laughs> Look at that. That scene is amazing. Yeah, there, there's really nothing wrong with that right there. Everything about it is awesome. I, until I saw the movie, I had no idea he sang a song called Clam Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Nor would I ever guess. If you it? listed a hundred titles <laughs> of possible songs, that would be the last one I'd pick for Elvis. It's actually one of his better film songs. That's that's how bad they can get. Our man Elvis was a hit with the ladies. Yeah, he was. He did you. good. He did good with women. They liked him. We're just a bunch of teenagers having a clown. <laughs> <bang. laughs> We're not causing any trouble. Um, Doug, oh, you're on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doug. Hey, how you doing, Mr. B? Hey, not necessarily a main actor, but Levon Helm and uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Ooh, and, uh, good one. That is strong. That is real strong. Uh, Levon actually did some really great character parts in a lot of different things. Uh, you know, it's a good one. John Doe, bass player for X. He was in ton of films yeah, too. Yeah, Boogie yeah. Nights. He was the um, the ex husband of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. First time I saw him in a movie, I think it was. God, he was in Great Balls of Fire. He played. Uh, yeah, he it was, wasn't a big stretch. He played the bass player. Yeah, he played the bass player. <laughs> but he was, he was good. Ryder's dad yeah. in that movie. He was also the bartender in Roadhouse. Oh well, there oh. you go. Case closed. How about? Cube in uh, in Friday. I mean, come on. Yeah, Cube in everything. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Cube's good. And Cube is like a movie producer now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think that he's like regrets naming himself Ice Cube? He's doing all this serious production work, and it's you know, I, Sir you, Lawrence Olivier, Ice you, Cube. If you would have told me in the old days that the guy from NWA would be doing children's films, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going on vacation, kids. Really? Because that looks scary. But he just, he doesn't, he just keeps moving. He just keeps doing it. Hey, people are allowed to grow up. Um, here's Luke. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, I have a spy report. Ooh. Spy report, good. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, spy, spy, re spy, spy report. Okay, I'm sorry. What was it? <laughs> the guy, spy Mark. Re spy report. Spy report. Mark, oh, here is spy report. Mark, Mark, Mar oh, Mark Balelo from uh, Storage Wars. They called him Rico Suave. I think he was the guy that was the that's the brother of Dave Hester, the yep guy. I guess they found him dead yesterday in a storage okay. unit. Weird, oddly <laughs> enough, they're just keeping him there for seven to ten days. What's the bit um, on that storage unit? The uh, I don't I really guess. know the show to tell you the truth. People uh, he wasn't on there a lot. Students. All right, he according was... to the Daily News, an apparent suicide. Yeah, uh, I guess he got arrested for possession, and he was really, he got, you know, out, and he was really depressed, and I don't know exactly what happened, but, you know. Carbon monoxide did himself in the car. Man, that oh. sucks. The windy way out. You know, you, you got the guy he had got a drug issue. There's plenty of plenty of folks who put that behind him and did great. Locked himself in a storage and unit. Plenty of them who are gone the too soon. Mm. And the best people, the ex ones, are the best people ever to hang out with. Those are the people you want to be. The people that thought they were going to be <laughs> die and then didn't. My all-time favorite people in the world. But the weird thing here is, are we sure that he meant it? You know, because a lot of times it's an accident in a garage. Right now, TMZ and the news is saying it's a suicide. Well, if it's TMZ, yeah, right, it's done. He's all over that. It's a done story.
Harvey breaks it all. Uh, Keith to uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, uh, you're talking about uh, musicians or singers making the transition. Probably a Barbara Streisand was probably the best. Uh, Keith, actor. I didn't know you were gay. This really. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll no, lead actually, that right into I Judy Garland. Saw, I was flipping through the TV yesterday, and I saw, not that I watched it, Hello, Dolly. And I know she was in um, The Way We Were and stuff like that. But I mean, You're not going to count Yentl? Yentl, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But I thought she was a really good actress. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys do. <laughs> All right, man. Congratulations. Um, here's... Uh, J.W. in Jacksonville, you're on the run for the show. Yeah, Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks. Thanks, uh, my friend. How about uh, Colonel Bruce right, Hampton? Colonel Bruce Hampton and uh, Dwight Yoakam in uh, Swing Blade. Ooh, excellent, yeah. excellent. Dwight, Dwight Yoakam. Fantastic in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Colonel Bruce was a trip in that movie. Isn't uh, he the it, guy who, uh, the, the freaky, uh, like his little side, Dwight's little sidekick? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, his character in that movie is so damn awful and hysterical at the same time and the band that they put together it's they're the playing on the front porch ever. it's a great yeah. jam they busted out man what's his name it's uh his is a really strange name oh it's uh when the kids throwing shit at him he's saying the kid's name he's saying his name over doyle 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 I hate Doyle, don't you? I used, to see, uh, I used to see Dwight Yoakam at the 7-Eleven down the street from my house in L.A. way back in the day. Really? Yeah, and I would never know it was him. You know, I saw him three, four times, and then finally a buddy of mine said, you know, that's Dwight Yoakam. I said, get out of here. Because he, he was like just a little munchkin. If he took his hat off, you don't know him anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like years that he had so many hits, and no one had seen his eyes because he was wearing his hat down so far for all the time. Um, about, what about Paul Williams in what was he? Phantom in? of the Paradise. In, he was was he in the uh, the the movies with Clint Eastwood too, where uh, where he was fighting uh, any which way you can or any which way. But well, I, I didn't know that, I, <laughs> the orangutan movie. Yeah. I know that he was also in the uh, Burt Reynolds. He was part of that group. Yeah, but you know, there's a documentary out on him. Have yeah. you seen it yet? Yeah. It's Fucking great, man. Amazing. He's a super talented guy. He's but I mean, if you're going to talk about movies and Paul Williams, it's Phantom of the Paradise. There's the end of the discussion. That yeah. is the greatest movie in the history of filmed entertainment. And Paul Williams <laughs> talks out so far out of the side of his mouth. Well, he also wrote uh, the Bugsy Malone stuff, My which is great. Favorite movie and ever. It's so fantastic. I can't, I'm trying to find it on DVD. I can't find it anywhere. It's a hard one. And I uh, wrote the movie. Muppet. Uh, yep. Music for the Muppet mu music. So, uh, yeah, he's a very fucking talented guy. Another guy that came right up to the edge of dying and then hung around. Um, Blowhard, you're on the run of Fez show. Oh, no. Hey, guys. Hey, John. How you doing? Hello, Blowhard. You don't like Blowhard? Well, he likes me. I do? Since when do you don't like me? Uh, well, football season's over, so I like you. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Now we're Rangers now, okay? Yes. All right, uh, Ronnie B., we talked about this a long time ago, but remember Robbie Robertson of the band? Carney. The movie Carney. Yeah, oh, yeah. What a great movie that was. And him and Jodie Foster, and that, I watched it on HBO like 10 times, and it was just, this such a great role. Now, so gritty and down to earth. The weird thing is, he did the last waltz with Scorsese. It came out, and all he's doing in the movie is playing the guitar. 
And you got all these film offers. Like, come star in our movies, because you look like a fucking movie star. And another one I always thought about as an actor who plays an athlete, how can you forget Tony Danza as the field goal kicking garbage man in Philadelphia? <laughs> okay. He had this leg, and he used to always kick the garbage truck to um, get this piece of piping to make the garbage truck uh, crush the garbage. And then he went to try out. He had a great leg, and he was kicking. You remember that movie? Never yeah. saw it, huh? Uh, what about Chris Christopherson? Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid is one of my all-time favorite films. Star is Born, um, the remake. And you yeah. got your buddy uh, Barbara Streisand's in it. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara Streisand's in it. Uh, he was Paul. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. How you doing? Good. Hey, how about uh, Greg Allman in Rush? He was great. Actually, he doesn't even talk that much, and he's so fucking frightening. Yeah, in that he's movie. scary, dude. Yeah, just yeah. putting his fingers up with the, the shotgun at the end of the movie in court. Great. Yeah. he's He is a fucking scary man. Although, um, he, he's kind of been parted out over the years. You guys should have probably went for his old liver. <laughs> um, it might be great ideas to put some of that stuff in boxes. Rick Allen's disembodied arm. <laughs> That would be great because you could keep a pen in it and people could just come by, <laughs> move their old vinyl and get a... <laughs> Might be an idea, Johnny. I like it. Who are you texting? You got things to do? Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. What did you just come up with? Breadcrumbs on the end? <laughs> what, did, what do you got there? I wish I'm starving. I need something. You got uh, you got pl uh, donuts. No, I don't think I can eat a donut. But a donut will kill you? It might. It may reverse my surgery. Um... Do you worry about that kind of stuff all the time? No, not at all. Nope. Hmm. Nope. You're still, trying, you're still thinking about taking a swing, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm going to take I a swing. I see it. I see it in your I'm eyes. I'm going to probably wait until you lose some more weight. <laughs> and then I'm just going to take one swing. I don't... It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you and should. And sad. And sad you inside. You feel that it way. makes me feel sad inside, Ronnie. Um, here's uh, Derek. You're on the Run of Foe show. Uh, what about Mick Jagger and Free Jack? Well, I wouldn't have picked Free Jack for him. <laughs> Performance but, is the movie yeah. you're looking for on Mick. Um, look who it is. It's Lauren from down the hall. She's Hi. back. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> Hello. How are you? How did you get back in here? Um, I clawed my way back in. Really? <laughs> She's really not getting paid. She snuck in. Yeah, Lauren is... Who, who are you uh, interning for this time? Um, I'm interning with Cousin Brucey. Again? <laughs> cousin Brucey. It's cuz. Brucey yeah. loves that little Lauren. Yeah, he does. He lets her be, like, practically his producer. Yeah. We we have a very special relationship. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Awkward. So what do you got for us, Lauren? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Meatloaf. I mean, he's had a lot of, like, bit parts at a lot of movies, like Rocky Horror Picture Show, Fight Club, Wayne World. Like, he just pops up randomly in, like, films. Yeah, he does. Fight Club was probably his most well-known, you think? He, oh, yeah. was there a movie like Bad Dog or he something? He was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, Rocky Horror yeah. is like that cult thing, so I don't know. That might be... Might and really, best, he plays a singer more than an actor in yeah. that. And a motorcycle rider. Yeah. All right, Lauren. All right, thanks, Ron. Lauren from down the hall. Take care of yourself, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's back with Cousin Brucey. Because she was very mad because I said that I took over Brucey's studio last night. She was very upset. She, yeah, she Bruce doesn't very play territorial. It. Yeah, she doesn't play it's that like game. A tiny little pit bull, that girl. Are you? Uh, are you guys in the same time as her on Saturday nights? Yes. No, no. <laughs> some of the Dave, the Dave Brucey videos are. They're, they're terrorized. 
favorite things ever. These waves. You terrorize a legend. It's not. It's not terror. Yeah, it's camaraderie. When the Beatles, when the Beatles went to Shea Stadium. It was Cousin Brucey who introduced him. Cousin okay. Brucey, we should put him up at the Hard Rock. He should just <laughs> be hanging up there. Is that a Hey, robot? cousin. Hey, cousin. <laughs> Holy shit, it's a real person. <laughs> Show some respect, though. There is respect. Nothing but. Um, here's uh, Chris. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, uh, Ron. Hey, Fest. Hey, Becker. Hey, I, uh, she was uh, some of my favorite titties of all time. She was in a movie with Sylvester Stallone, but Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. Favorite titties of all time. <laughs> Dolly Parton's a genius. I'm just leaving it there. What's your favorite uh, Dolly Parton song? I would have to say Jolene. It's a fucking strong song. Are you a fan? 9 to 5 is my favorite She's Dolly a Parton really song. good uh, songwriter. And also ex extremely nice person, like a really hardworking person, really open to everything. And you ever been to Dollywood? I've never been to Dollywood. I think I need to go. It's, road, road trip, Johnny. Me yeah, you. you guys got to do it. It's weird because you go through there and they have this old dirt shack that she was born in. Like they brought it there. I mean, she really was born in like uh, Beverly Hills. Um we need to break first. I like this high tech communication you guys yeah, got I know. going in the state of the art satellite studio. It, uh, all right, thanks Secret. a lot for coming in, guys. Thanks, boys. We thanks appreciate it. Us. And tell everybody about the tour. How, the, how can they see this stuff? We're all through 2013. We're doing Gone Too Soon and Music Gives Back memorabilia tours, hard rocks all around the country, all around the world. You can check hardrock.com for details. Facebook, it's Hard Rock Memorabilia. And on Twitter, it's at Hard Rock icons uh very cool see you guys next time man cheers thanks, thanks for having us ron bennington right all right tez wally yeah this is the the ron and fez show longer break there and let Fez do his live reads but we just found out that we might have the opportunity to talk to the legendary and this is legendary Curly Neal from the Globetrotters holy shit uh, which would be pretty spectacular and cool if it happens sorry that Johnny missed him but that's part of the problem. All right, we do have Curly coming in? Yep. Uh, from the Globetrotters, the one and only Curly Neal.
Thank you. Thank you. Curly, I don't know if you're familiar with that tune we were playing oh, man. as you came in. Yeah. I dream about it. Every single day of your life for how many years? Oh, for 22 years of playing and uh, about another 30 in uh, communications and uh, public relations. Uh, what is uh, a life of the, of the Globetrotters been like for you? It's It was fabulous for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pass you that schedule over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many games is this a year, Curly? The, on this schedule, it's 400. But see, during the time I was playing, we played only 280 to 300. Yeah. And that's a, a constant basis of just being out on the road, oh, yes. playing ball, entertaining people. Nine, nine and a half to 11 months a year. And all over the world. All over the world. We just, uh, the team just got back from Afghanistan doing a, a good stint for the military over there. And then we were in Iran a couple of years ago, giving back to the troops and uh Spread some joy and peace. The interesting thing, too, is basketball is becoming this gigantic world game now. Oh, yes. Guys from all over are coming to the U.S., beating out some Americans for of spots course. in the NBA. And so many of those people got introduced to basketball by the Harlem Globetrotters. Right about that. Matter of fact, we have a guy on the team now. He's seven feet, eight inches tall, and his name is... Paul Sturgis, and we call him Tiny. Tiny. And he'll be here in New York, you know, for the games in this area. That is unbelievable. Now, where did you grow up? In North Carolina. North Carolina. So how did you first find out about the Harlem Globetrotters? I saw him. I was at the YMCA and saw him on uh, one of those basketball reels mm -hmm. years ago. Must have, been, must have been in the 50s. Yes. Yeah. Most of us, as little kids, were able to understand the Globetrotters before we could understand the sport of basketball. We knew something fun, something exciting right, was happening, right. big skills, and that was almost an introduction for most of us it was, to that know, game. It's, it's a fun, fun sport, too, you know, I mean, yeah. the way we play it, you know, we are... Uh, it's for family, kids, you know, all generations, you know, and we try to spread joy and give love, you know, yeah, uh, during the process. Um, and, you know, next weekend is the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yes. And go and look at the skills that they do now. Slam dunk, three-pointer. We a, created that. Yeah, it's yes, very much yes. of a Globetrotters type of show that they put on. It is, you know, and I'm happy for those guys. You know, I see the guys dribbling between their legs, behind their back. You know, uh, alley-oop passes. We did all that back in the 50s and the 60s. You know, during the time that Will Chamberlain played with us, Connie Hawkins, you know. Yeah. And, uh, we met a couple of baseball players. Uh, Bob Gibson and Ferguson Jenkins played for the Globetrotters. And they could play? Oh, yes. Yes, they were good uh, basketball players as well as baseball players. That's unbelievable. Yes. Bob Gibson... Does not seem like he would spread the love. He was such he a. He didn't play for one year, but he yeah. did. He was Great such, guy. He was such a scary pitcher. Uh, one of those oh. guys that would own the plate. That I can't picture him out there having That's fun right. with people. One point two earned. Yeah, he was amazing. Earned, earned average. Oh yeah. man, he was great. Ferguson Jenkins too. He was. A, yeah. Uh, Cy Young uh, pitcher for a couple of years. When you uh, when you came up playing, did you play all sports or just basketball? Yeah, I played, I played basketball, football, mm -hmm. baseball. Uh, a little tennis in later years and a little golf in the later years because I played in a lot of celebrity golf tournaments. Uh -huh. but, uh, baseball and uh, basketball, I played football too in high school. But uh, basketball became a fun game. 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of passion and so forth, but you had to be dedicated, you know, to be the best, you know, in practice and determination. The uh, the the Globetrotters would practice a lot. Even. Oh, yeah, they practice more than we practice. Yeah. <laughs> this this age. Yeah. That's phenomenal. They, and they take four or five hours before the game, and even though they're playing on that same day, they are practicing. Because you know, you've got to be able to... Oh, yes. you got to be able to shoot the lights out. Oh, yeah, you've got to be to. able to... To make those plays, and then you got to remember the act, and That's you right. and you can't change the act too much because we, for some reason, want our kids You're expecting certain things to yeah, happen. Isn't yeah. that strange? Well, we keep the basic in. Yeah, you know, basics. You know, the, the water bucket guy, right? The dribble the guy putting the ball underneath his shirt. You know, parents yeah. know about that, so and, and they teach tell the kids what's going to happen. Yeah, and they be waiting for the moment for it to happen. It's really so sweet because the Rockettes show is the same. Way. We've been on with the Rockets yeah. on stage. You wanted to happen my that leg way. Up so high one time, I couldn't get it down. <laughs> what was what was some of the more exciting things that you got to do as a uh, me, I met four presidents before. Wow, uh, uh, three popes, uh, ninety-seven countries I've been to, and uh, doing things for charitable organizations, kids, yeah. the uh, handicap boys and girls club, YMCA. Autism, autism, mm-hmm. and uh, so many things we do, you know, and for the troops and just giving back. Yeah. Say thanks, you know, for all the wonderful things that uh, we could do for you, you could do for us. And just think of how that organization helped make Harlem famous, helped make uh, people think. Uh, about Harlem because right. I, I probably knew the that name before I knew the names of some of the biggest cities oh, okay. in the world. Okay. You know, and it all came from the Globetrotters. And we played uh, our first game in Harlem in the 70s when is, I was with the team. Is that right? We had never played in Harlem before. But uh-huh. I was on that team that we played in Harlem. That is so For the funny. people who are fans in the area that live there. And because you guys are just out traveling forever. That's right. Um... Is there a time that we would always say as kids, we think that they could play against an NBA team? We oh, think they could take it. You guys would always, you felt that good about yes, your skills yes. always. You know, NBA, we uh, honor the Globetrotters. I mean, the Globetrotters honor the NBA players, and NBA players honor us too mm-hmm. because they know that we open doors for them, you know, to be getting all this money that they're receiving now. You know, mm-hmm. because we were the first professional basketball team going to Europe. You know, we introduced basketball. You know, and a lot of times in the 60s, they didn't even have any place to play. So Abe Sabstein, our owner and originator, took a basketball, a portable basketball court where we would fly from New York to Europe. And a lot of times we set it up in the middle of the downtown area. We set it up on tennis courts, on soccer fields, and we would play the game and have thousands of fans around. You know, and our largest crowd has been 75,000 people in Berlin, Germany. And what year was that? That was in uh, 1936. I wasn't playing in, but uh, that's when Jesse Owens, the track right. star, toured with the Globetrotters, yes. Mm-hmm. Jesse Owens is over there in 36. You got Hitler is rising. He refuses to shake his hand. Yeah. And here these guys come in. Uh, spreading this kind of fun and enjoyment and mm-hmm. athleticism, it is a, an amazing way to fight back. It is against it is. some of those things of just being mm-hmm. uh, entertainers and, and spreading that around. Yes, it is. Uh, and now uh, you've, if you're growing up in America, 
you better double down because some of these Eastern European kids are coming over here that have been working. There's so many players in the, uh, from Europe. It's in the NBA. Yeah. You know, you got them from Spain, uh, Croatia, you know, all over uh, Germany. Germany. And they can play. Yeah, they, they can, can play. play. The Russian kids can play. China's got a big program. They're yes. moving up. Some of the African countries does. Brazil and Argentina yes. are another. So within a couple of years, you're going to look at a, a World Cup of basketball. Where, you're right about that. Yeah, well, you're they're right. going to be playing it, and that's going to, once again, explode the it game is. of basketball. And they're great players, too, you know. And you see so many. You know, well, they own television there. you got the mm -hmm. you got the NBA. You know, we can go over and play exhibition games. Right. And the, uh, the foreigners, the players over there see this, and then they practice, and, you know, just like the kids in China. Terrific three-point shooters. Yeah, you know, because they work on that. Yeah, they will work on it, and they'll also work. And I don't know, every country will have their own thing, but there's a lot more team play and moving the oh, yes, ball around. Yeah, yes, it is. There's a lot of American players playing over there in Europe, too. Yeah. You know. And it all comes back to you guys introducing that game all over the world. Uh, when you're here in New York, well, let's just let people go to the website and to purchase tickets, check out the schedule. It's harlemglobetrotters.com, harlemglobetrotters.com. You also, Curly, got to do so much TV work over the uh, years, and you're known throughout the world. Known yes, throughout I've, the world. I've been blessed, Ron. I've been yeah. blessed, and, uh, and I thank God every day, you know, for the... Uh, Things that he's given me and stood me upon, and and my mom always told me it always takes only takes a minute to be nice to someone, you know, and it's better to give than to receive. Well, I have to tell you, you have so many fans, and uh, there's just so much goodwill heading back your way, and you deserve it, my Thank friend. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. HarlemGlobetrotters.com. The great Curly Neal. What Thank a pleasure, you, my friend. God bless you and your family. You too. How cool is that, man? Never thought I'd get to meet the the gold trial like Curly Neal. I was a a, <laughs> a little kid the first time that I saw them, and I'm like, this is the most spectacular thing that could ever happen. Nothing could be this good. They should dominate every single and. I would sit around and try to question my dad on it, like, uh, I don't get it. How are they so much better than the other team? Like, what are they doing that's taking them up? I um, know, I remember, I think the first time before I saw them in real life, I saw them on Scooby-Doo. Sure. And because they were cartoons, wait a minute, these guys are for real? Whenever anything sort of like real life popped into the cartoon, like so that's you, the biggest thing ever. You were, uh, you knew them as the cartoon guys before the real guys, or saw the real guys it was, as it was, cartoons? It was uh, real guys as cartoons first. And then seeing, holy shit, this is for real? These guys are really doing this shit in real life? <laughs> Fucking awesome. I saw them make so many amazing shots and... Um, just the the throwback, the Meadowlark Lemon, 
was the guy who would be the the big mouth guy, and then Curly would be the he's the ball handling guy, and it was to me that the fact that Curly came in here. The weirdest thing is, I felt like I've known that guy since I was. You know, I mean, to me, it was like seeing a guy from the old neighborhood. That's fucking dope. That's what's weird is I think the and one mixtapes took a little away from that when it's this is a hundred times better. Well, you know, I mean, it's like one thing stands on the back of the other, you know. Yeah. Um, that you wouldn't have that. But I wasn't kidding when I was saying. If you look at the shit that they do with the NBA weekend this weekend, and I love, I mean, this is like one of my favorite stuff. Tell you, All-Star, baby. Uh, I'm getting the 2YK, so I want to make sure I'm playing. That's the name of it? Yeah, um, NBA, NBA 2K13. 2K13. Yeah. Uh, but he had a basketball, and he just fucking slapped it back in his curl. He just slapped it back in his face. I was, I mean, you know, didn't have to do that. I felt like I had to. He was just and I was saying like this, you're just lucky I wasn't on the generals. What a sweet man. That was nice. So glad we got Johnny out of there. Right? I know, I really wanted Johnny to be in here for it. There was a mix-up as we went into commercial. Yeah. Um, he was... Uh, Chuck, Chuck, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah, I'm from North Carolina. When I was a kid, about 12, I went to a basketball camp at uh, YMCA, and some of the not-famous folks called it and putting it on, and a couple of the real famous guys came in Portland and just came one day and talked to the kids. But they played the pickup game, man, and those guys can really play. They're just not... Oh, yeah, I mean, there, man, the, yeah, they play. all could play. And like you said, Chamberlain played with them first. <laughs> Um, let's go over to Alex on the Run of Fez show. This ain't Alex. This is Radio Shark. Oh Jesus up. Christ! Dutch, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey boys, happy afternoon there. Hey. hey, you know these guys are just a class act. I remember seeing them as a kid with my dad, and you know when it was Metal Arc Lemon and Curly Neal, and then taking my son to see them. But the thing that was always funny is like seeing them as a kid and then going to the playground with your buddies and like trying to do the stuff they do. Yeah. And all that would end up happening is guys getting hurt, like you know, trying to leapfrog and take a shot a shot over somebody's back and like fighting it on the pavement or running to the pole and everything. They're, those guys are so athletic. No, they're like they're like basketball gymnasts, and the weird thing is that they've been able to make this last for as long as they could. You know, the fact that it's still going on. And really, I mean, the, some of those gags have got to be 70, 80 years old. And the bucket with confetti in it fucking killed me when I was a kid. I'm like, nothing could be as funny as that. They went and put confetti in a bucket. Here, everyone thought they were getting wet. No, they got some friendly confetti on them. They're still using that in the WWE. Still doing that bit? Yeah, the confetti bucket happened just a week or two ago. The WWE kind of reminds me of that, though, that they'll reuse old gags. It's just funny how some people... Oh. But the thing is, that's tradition for people. They, it's familiar and they love it. Um, Banging out 400 games this year, Jesus. Joe, you're on the Run of Fire show. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Love the show. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad took me to see the Globetrotters play before the Knicks. And the Warriors, when the Knicks had Bellamy and Reed, and Chamberlain was on the Warriors. But anyway, uh, the Blow Childs were playing before, 
and they set up to do their little baseball thing where the one guy pitches and the other. Oh guy yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, anyway, my dad ended up catching the ball, and they came over like two of them signed the ball and gave it to us, and it was like, oh my god, I was like about six or seven years old, and I thought, oh man, this is the greatest thing ever. So I've been a big fan of the glove shotters ever since. You know what always used to be a great part of that show too? They'd always have the little ref that they fucked with that would be blowing the whistle. And I remember thinking as a kid, like, dude, why don't you just let them do their bits? What don't you get? This is so entertaining. There's a game going and on. Yeah, there's games all the time. We've got a chance now to see these guys do a little skit for us. And if you weren't such a, a, a hot ass about all this stuff, we'd all be having more fun. These are the rules, the rules. Um, and there was always some kid who told us once that he saw the the generals beat them. It but happened. I know. I think it's urban myth. Um, somebody uh, wrote in to us, if you go over to the unfiltered page on the iBank, so many things I've been forgetting to read on the air here. They, go, they get up on this, but uh, he is a... Uh, uh, one of 52 finalists in the Fan Cave uh, competition. It ends tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Um, you'll just head over and vote, but it's over up on the iBang there, if you will. It's Artie. He's a listener of ours. So, so it's his chance to get to go in the MLB Fan Cave representing the Red Sox. Okay. Where are you going, Fizz? Curly Neal needs something. Sure. Bum, bum, bum. Fizz got him sign a basketball, and now he wants to borrow the basketball. Uh, I also want to bring up, we got this email from the comedian Bill Squire, who said after listening to our show that he decided he wanted to be in radio and just got a gig at W the legendary W MMS in Cleveland on Alan Cox's show. Congratulations, okay. Bill. That's really cool. Good shit. Um Jacob, Oklahoma, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, hey, uh we I've seen the Globe Triers a couple times as a kid and they were just in our neighborhood and oh uh, about a week and a half ago, we took our kids out there, and, man, we're still in the driveway trying to practice some of those moves. That's They're so cute. Class act. It's unbelievable. Um, thanks, man. Jeff in Illinois, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. You know, really what I think what put uh, the Harlem Globetrotters on the map was the ABC wild, Wide World of Sports. It didn't matter what was going on during that day. If you heard that the Globetrotters were on the wide, ABC Wild World of Sports, that was it. I would sit down and watch him. I, I really, I think they single-handedly made them a household name. It was really one of the greatest TV shows of all time because what they oh, would yeah. do is span the globe. They would yeah. span the globe, and you would see things that you know you didn't have cable then, so you would see stuff like bullfighting and even uh, surfing and shit that or, or rugby stuff that didn't run in this country. Uh, I always remember barrel jumping. Guys would skate and jump over barrels. But yeah, when uh, Globetrotters run, it was um, popping. Fuck yeah. 
don't know how they come up with that schedule, though. Just a constant travel in basketball. It's, well, go to harmglobetriers.com. You watch this sport within 10 years. Um, you're going to see these... Just like we all love watching our guys in the Olympics. And the NBA thing is doing, um, the NBA channel has got this little documentary from the original Dream Team. And it is just so fucking great, man. I bet. Just great. You get the NBA channel? No, I don't get it. I suck. Well, during the, uh, the lockout, fucking China... And I think in some uh, some of the like Southeast Southeast Asian countries, we're just begging NBA guys to come. They were offering Kobe fucking tens of millions of dollars just to come and play for a little while in fucking China. Just we they love it. They can't get enough of it. A lot of stuff up on the eye bang. There's so much we haven't had a chance to get to today. Fez, your sauce came in dead last. Broth number one, beverage number two. I'll take it. Um I'm a beverage guy. I've also gotten many calls from people. They're saying that if, or texts from people saying if you use the same amount of sauce on your spaghetti as you claim that the milk to, what do you call it, ratio, you're destroying. And he goes, what kind of sauce do you make? And I write back, he doesn't make sauce. Oh. He just said that thing to get over. Uh, I'm going to ask you now, Fez, because I don't want it to go another day. Read off the two winners, if you will. From last week. The Rachel Dratch winners are Riley Riley C. And Ruggedo. Ruggedo. Riley Riley C. And Ruggedo on Twitter are the Rachel Dratch winners. Uh, by Rachel Dratch winners, what we're actually saying is the first responders. And that was to Rachel Dratch. Uh, on Friday, we'll have the very funny Craig Robinson. You heard him today on uh, ONA. Um, a lot of stars around the whole state, too. It's it, it's it's a wild day, and a lot of stars with entourages. To me, the nicest person I've ever met in my life uh, was Joan Collins. Was in here today, uh, having pictures taken with me. Having um, we were doing all kinds of like funny pictures together. Cool. She uh, invited me out to lunch later as well. So uh, big ups to Joan Collins. So not, we didn't even have her on the show. And she's that nice. She just, just came up and, and just pictures? Yeah, she came up. She says, can I do some pictures with you? And I'm like, sure. And she says, do me a favor. Send me that picture immediately so I can sign it. I go, that's very nice. Of you. Sweetheart. She's the sweetest. Lucky. Just the absolute sweetest. And bigger than life. Am I right about that? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Love her Brian, our buddy in PA. Hey. What's going on, Ronnie? Hey, uh, just a reminder, uh, today and tomorrow, Champions League. A um, couple games on today, but the big one is tomorrow at about, I think it's 2.30. I think kickoff is 2.45. Manchester United against Real Madrid. That will be a good one. <laughs> you know, Hicks was born in Manchester. He's part of that whole house music thing. As you know, uh, I lived in Madrid until I was 16 years old. What? Um, yeah. Mad tapas. Fucking just all mm -hmm. the time. Real. That's fucking, that's, you know, things just got real. We used to yell out all the time. Well, go Madchester. Mm -hmm. Go Madchester. You called it Madchester. Yeah, Madchester. No. That's not the name of it. A lot of stuff up on the iBang you want to check out. 
including one that you have to see as a work or not. I'm not going to say it because of the lovely guests, but it's Jesus is my. And I believe it's a work. I don't believe that that's true. I believe it. You're naive, my friend. No, I see. I see. I, I'm um, I'm of the school that people aren't trying to fool each other constantly on the internet. You know what? Not everything is fake. You're old school, like an old fool. I always like to say. That's insulting. Oh no, it's not supposed to be. Oh, all right. Well, well, at least it was it was meant to be a nice yeah. thing. That's the way it's supposed to be done. But Jesus, I hope it came across that way. Well, it does now after explaining yourself, you know. Jesus is my. I, I feel like that's hundred percent. Let me right. see where I have the other plugs though, because I want to just make sure I give everything a nice shout out today. Today we had a crazy day. We did a. Unmasked early and all these other things. Um, I want to apologize because it's eight TV characters you hate to see win or lose, not seven. The f- 42 Romantics are up. SEAL Team 6 uh, guy's story now going back the other way. Um, How to Shake a Black Guy's Hand is up there, and I've learned quite a bit about it and was able to help me with Craig Robinson and Curly Neal. Uh, Bill Murray can feed people dirt. You know, I turned down a bunch of Bill Murray stories earlier this week because I know that they were false. That there is some, becoming some kind of crazy Bill Murray thing. Yeah. And this one I have to, went back and checked to see, is this really Bill Murray trying to make someone eat dirt? Um, he got the thirst and an ain't for water. Everybody likes that one. It seems to be very, very uh, big. And Hicks's Da Vinci's uh, notebook digitized. It's pretty fucking cool. Now, this was a surprising story. It's up on the iBang. And it's supposedly 100% true. The NFL looking at a wider Canadian-style football field to make it a safer game. Now, making it wider, won't that give people more room to build up momentum? To well, you'll spread the game out more. Um, you'll force more kind of one-on-one coverage. And we're going to have much higher scoring games. Great. Goodbye zone. going to be a lot. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of 51 to 47 games if they go to this. Uh, and you're going to get rid of muscular and have a lot of thin... These soccer players are basically playing. That's football. what we're after. That's exactly <laughs> what we're going for. That you won't be able to carry any muscle mass at all with the sport. Fez has already put up a very mean anti-Florida thing, saying uh, uh, about the Marlins uh, season tickets line. And Fez, there were four people in that line. And I'm going to tell you now to your face. Uh-huh. I refuse to believe. That this is real. There are more than four people that want season tickets to the Marlins. That was that photo was taken less than a half hour before tickets went on sale, and there's the line. Four people, with two of them standing there talking to each other. So I think you could basically say three people in line. Well, if the two people reach buying a ticket, I, their team is in Toronto now. But can't you order off? Line can't the people who who had tickets last year don't need to get back in that line. I just think that there's got to be more than four people. Someone just took a picture 
that can right. immediately. The fact that Fez isn't answering me I, has me believing that he's doing it. Not, now, this is the weird thing about Fez. He's from Florida. He, he couldn't be more anti-Florida. He's gay. Couldn't be more anti-gay. He's straight. Couldn't be more anti-straight. He's Lutheran. Hates the Lutherans. I have stood in lines for the Rays tickets before with my brother when they went on sale. That's an overnight thing. Lines down the block when they first started. This it is not. The Marlins pulled more than the Rays last year. And people are so pissed that this team has been parted out once again. They could care less. Nobody's showing up. This is where you even get to go and select your own seat. And nobody's there for it. Um, Fez, there's a story that just went up that a lawmaker believes that a killer is stalking gays in New York City. Now, here's the good news. He's stalking single, middle-aged gays. All right, that really fits my description. With my premature gray hair, I look a little bit older than I do, which would make me a target. For now, we obviously have a your serial hair, killer. Your, your hair is not... Well, you would call it a sauce killer. I disagree. I say it's a broth killer. It's a beverage killer. Come on. How often do you drink serial killers outside the fucking normal time? Huh? Crazy uh, yeah, you really... Chris, gays lost. are dying. They're being murdered. Straight people are getting murdered, too. Not by this guy, though. But well, come on, straights have had a bunch of fucking serial killers before this guy. Sure, it's a first. Why do we have to be competitive with each other? No, it's, it's becoming competitive. You guys used to be friends, and now you don't. You're not at all. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Yeah, but he didn't go after you. He went after chicks. I think Chris needs to be taken in for questioning. All He's right. so upset about this. All right. There's nothing I'm not a serial killer. So does this, on a scale of 1 to 10, I want you to be totally honest about this. Where, where's your fear factor? 10. Really? You're now? Yes. Nothing's going to fucking happen. Now you say that, and you and who knows what could happen. Well, don't go home after dark. Get home while it's still light out. You're still. Oh, what? I didn't fucking tell you guys this because we ran into stuff. Coming in here today? Yeah. Car, Fifth Avenue, up on the street, hits people. Oh, shit! And burst into the, the kind of doorway of Saks Fifth Avenue. Fucking oh shit. Oh, my God. And I always figure that's going to happen. I'd like to walk backwards I... so I can see the traffic coming. Uh, that's fucking nuts. That's going to be fucking front page of the post. I don't know, man. Um... I don't know how that would normally go. All right, here it is. SUV hits pedestrian. Just went up to the 24th. Yeah, there's the car that I saw. Look how it's right at the fucking front door. God damn. Drunk could that guy be at that fucking time? The victim did not even look up. He had his head down while others scattered and screamed. Jesus. The funny thing is, that door, well, it hit, like, the, what do you call it, next to it, that is, like, an old-school building, granite, marble. That fucking car was just folding around the, sure. the front of it. And the dude was, like, laying down. 
uh, cops came out of nowhere. I was so surprised how quick the cops came out, shut down the street. But it took longer than I was comfortable with for an ambulance to get there. Oh, man. I finally was like, dude, I got to go to fucking unmasked. So. Tough luck. So I got on TV. I was like, the car comes over. It was like, smash, smash, smash. You know, because I'm going for my time. You're going to be remixed. Um, this got sent to you. I'm not saying through who, Fez. Do not be afraid of this gay killer. No one knows you're gay. Oh, burn. Shit. Burn it down. Way to make jokes while there's uh, gay people being murdered. Well, this is more about In you. their homes. I'm not going to tell you who wrote that. I will give out initials. H. T G. Whoa! And I'll it. figure that out. I'll crack that code. Oh, uh, then she also wrote, it's not a joke. It's um, it's reassurance. What you do? No, nothing. Was... Did you put those things on the floor? No, they're right there on the table. I, I stop him from putting fucking donuts on the floor Why to save for later. Why would you put donuts on the floor? They're in the protected box. It's not like I'm putting the actual donuts on the I floor. I don't like to have... The, the, Even in, in a box or a bag, I don't like food on the floor. The crud on this floor gets on the box. You open the box, it flies into the donuts. And jism. What, what crud yes. is... I'm not, uh, oh, yes. We're, we're in the uh, vacuum here of cleanliness. Wow, saying, he's in your shit quick. I'm saying well, the, the cardboard have been ruined it. now. There are the goddamn this thing, this table type ob object. Didn't mean to stump you with the word table. You know, um, <laughs> I get worked up. You guys used to be friends. Used to be. It's over now. Who wants to thank all my guests today? I don't. I'm just too tired. I'm just too brokenhearted by you two guys fighting. Big ups, Curly Neal, HarmGlobetriers.com. The guys from the Hard Rock, Jeff Nolan, Hard Rock Johnny. The Gone Too Soon tour is going to be around all the Hard Rocks across uh, the United States. And then uh, 2013, HardRock.com. Um, here's Lady Trucker. You're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that serial killer. I don't think he's going after Greybacks. Whoa! Oh, oh, shit! Whoa. LT from a silverback. Thank you. Ouch. Oh my god. And yes, he is going for gray-haired gay people. That's yeah. his target. But you're not gay. I'm gay. I'm uh, gay enough to be murdered. Can I tell you something? Your meds are getting straightened out again, aren't they? There's the, been uh, another tweak. Yeah, the old fez is coming back. You beat the shit out of fucking Chris I'm Stanley. I'm fucking strong. Fuck that. You got her on the silver back line today, even though you got replaced as warm-up guy by Catholic Joe. That strong set, Catholic Joe. He did have a strong... He does what you don't do, impressions. He was the worst. <laughs> Let's just give him a chance. New blood. New fresh blood. Just a shot. What's the next uh, mass you want to announce right now? We don't have one to announce right now. When will you announce by... Uh, hopefully by next week. Hopefully, or you're willing to bet on it? I'm uh, not willing to bet on it yet. Come on, you got to be willing to put something up. That's going to make you go for it. What are you going to put up if you're not announcing by Wednesday? Uh, my mustache. You want to shave that mustache, don't you? Come on. What are you willing to put up? I'll put up a dinner. All right, here's what it will be, an immediate dinner. All right, an instant dinner. Or the Nets tickets. 
How's that coming along, Chris? Is that another one of your lies? Well, it's not a lie. It's something to get dates. Uh, I can't read these. What are they? The tiniest copy ever. Of what? Live reads? Of live reads. Well, does he have anything? I have my other copies over there. All right. Want me to keep it going while you're doing your live reads, or are you going to have it? I got it. All right. Uh, Fez is going to be around for live reads, and the copy is big enough for Grandma's old eyes. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. It's gazelle.com where you can trade in your old devices, your iPods, your iPads, MacBooks. They're going to trade them in at gazelle.com, and you're going to get a great price for it. And it's really simple. Go to gazelle.com, and there you can find out what your device is, then find out the model, what size it is, what user you use, uh, and then you get an instant price in just a few clicks. And for most people trading things in, you get over $100 back. That's the average price that people are getting back when they trade in with gazelle.com. Also, you'll have 30 days to trade stuff in. So that gives you plenty of time to get something new, and you can then trade it in. But they don't make you wait 30 days. You'll get your cash within a week. In a week's time, you get your cash for the stuff you're trading in from Gazelle.com. Take a minute. Go to Gazelle.com to see how much you can get because your used gadgets, they lose value every single day that you wait. They even take broken iPhones. If something's busted, Gazelle.com will take it. Check them out online, Gazelle.com. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel, Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned.